Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R, and yes, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Pharaoh Radio family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All, signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Well, 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 peace and blessings, family. I'm your boy, Jay Rated R, and you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. When you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. It is a beautiful Saturday, April the 15th of 2023. And every day is beautiful, family, even the days that are not so beautiful. And why do I say that? I say that because if you were able to get up alive this morning regardless of how you feel regardless of what you're going through and regardless of what environment you may be in yes it's very easy to actually say hey no jay today ain't the best day dog today ain't the best day bruh i'm having a bad day i'm having a gloomy day i'm going through something emotionally i'm in a bad neighborhood i'm 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 about to lose my home i'm i'm i just I, i don't I just broke up in my my years on relationship or I just found my spouse cheating or, you know, work is hard for me to to, to maintain. My bills, I'm lagging in, I'm behind, you know. If you have any of these issues and a lot more, if you're not happy with the way you look, if your health isn't the best, if you can't afford to get yourself fixed, um, well, when I say fixed, Let me rephrase that. That sounded terrible. (laughs) If you can't afford to see a doctor, if you don't have health insurance, if you're not able to um, get fixtures to your place, if if you own a home or if you're renting or leasing, whatever the case is, family, I only say it's a beautiful day because you have another day to change it. You have another day. And for some of us, we all say, well, what's the use? Every day is the same. What is the use? It's just going to be another crappy day like it was the day before and the day before that and the day before that. I've been there. I know a lot of people that say they've been there sometimes really haven't been there. (laughs) It just sounds like something that's the right thing to say in the moment. But me, I don't do that. I either have experienced certain things. I I either haven't. Now, situations may not always be identical. Well, let me say the issues may not always be identical, but the situation is. And what does that mean? That means that I may not be losing uh, a home at this very moment, although I have been through that. I know what that feels like, so I can relate to it. I can more than relate to it. I can more than sympathize. I can empathize because I've been through that. 
But what if there's something else that I haven't been through exactly as some of you have or are going through? That doesn't mean that my feelings are any less important. That doesn't mean that I haven't been in a place where I felt so below, uh, below low that I, I just rather had not wanted to at times be here. What was the purpose? What is the reason? Did the most high bring me here just to be just to experience this moment? A lot of you ask that 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 I do this, that I bring this on myself. How and why? And and what is, what is the karma? What is the debt that hasn't been paid? What am I not doing right? Well, family, I want to tell you, sometimes, just sometimes, everything isn't always your fault. And the reason why I say that is because it's the truth. What more reason do you need? I'm being honest. On this show, we do honesty, baby. We don't do flattery. Now, if, if there's things that I've said that have flattered a lot of you, take it. Because that's being honest also. If there's something that I've said that flatters you and makes you feel good, that's good. Because good is good. And I'm just being honest. Everything doesn't have to always tur be turmoil. Everything doesn't have to have uh, some other side to it. You feel what I'm saying? We're human beings. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. We go through things. I know we compare ourselves a lot to other people, other folks' lifestyles. What such and such has versus what they don't have or what you don't have. But you got a lot more than what you realize. And sometimes because it looks good doesn't mean that's what it always is. Everything is not what it always appears to be. And I know you've heard that, but I'm telling you the honest to God's truth. Be blessed for what you do have. Work hard and do what you can. Pray. And I know a lot of us have said, I pray all the time and nothing is happening. Well, let me ask you something. Have you ever thought just maybe outside of it being a curse or outside of it being your fault or outside God doesn't love you? It's all these different things or what we all have questioned ourselves, the, the creator and life in itself, all in itself. When we've gone through these things, have you ever asked yourself this question? And some of you may say yes. Very few of you may say yes, if you're being actually honest with yourself and the rest of you may actually be honest and saying no. Majority of you may be. I don't know. But have you ever asked yourself the reason what maybe why some of these things don't happen the way you want them to is not because you're, you're not deserving of them. Maybe there's something in your life you're not picking up on or or aware of that's hindering you from getting your blessings. And what do we mean by that, Jay? What could I possibly be, be going through that's why would I prevent myself from purposely being blessed? It's not a thing that you're purposely doing it, fam. It's that you are not aware of it. Today's podcast, as you can see, is called Generational Curses. And what is a generational curse? What is it? We're going to talk about it. Um, I happen to know people personally, you know, that are going through things right now outside of myself. We always hear me say what I'm going through most times when I'm willing to share it. I don't want to make it about me, me but I, I do that to give you all uh, that's going through things. I want to give you comfort knowing you're not the only one. That's the only reason why I bring a lot of my matters up. I don't do it for any other reason but being honest. And sometimes it's therapeutic for me to, to, to vent to you all. I have very few people in my circle I can vent to. 
And that's that I, I don't want to say it's sad because I wouldn't expect to have a lot of people because, you know, personal matters are just that personal. And that's not something you want a whole lot of people having their hands on or info and being informed because everybody that, that acts like they're coming to your aid isn't really always doing it for the, your best um, for your well-being. A lot of people will put on a charade or a facade even to just be nosy and get in your business. Whereas you actually do have those that really care about you, want to see you um, flourish and be successful. And whatever they can do to help with that, they'll do it with no expectation whatsoever. But just to have you allow them to be there to help you, to support, you know. Some people do things because they want things done back. Some people do it because they really honestly care. And if you're willing to show that person or persons the appreciation and, and them helping you, you do it, fam. You don't leave people behind because you're taken care of. Everybody needs this form of treatment. This is why the Bible and I, yes, I am going there. The Bible is everything, man. You may not feel that way. You may say there's more to life than the Bible. Well, when you read the Bible, when you really actually read it, you wouldn't say that. I read the Bible. So I know better than to say there's more to life than the Bible, because the Bible is the very aspects of what life is. It's the creation. It is the process. It is the reasoning. It is the how, the what, the where, the when, the whom and how it's going to end. Now, you may call that folktale, folklore for those of you who are in the world so deeply that you feel like there's always another way to look at something. Yeah, there is another way to always look at anything that doesn't eliminate or make the Bible irrelevant because you don't think so. I can guarantee you without any doubts that whatever whatever you're dealing with in life, whatever supernatural or natural phenomenon or situation that you're dealing with in life, you give it to me. I can point it right there in the Bible and give you a scripture for it. Guaranteed. So art is life and life imitates art. We're in a movie. We're in the most highest dream. We're in his world. We're reading his movie through his script called scriptures. And I'm not trying to make it seem like everything you have to do is Bible family. I'm not trying to impose that on any of you. What I'm doing is I've been real from day one. I told you on this show, I'll come real, I'll come raw, I'll come authentic, or I don't come at all. And the one thing that we talk about that connects all things known and unknown, regardless of what your beliefs are, what your gender is, what your nationality is, all these material and physical things are, or anything. The one thing that connects all things, whether known or unknown, is what? Spirituality. And that's what Fable Radio is. It's a spiritual show. Yes, we base our show on society and culture because that those two titles are everything, literally. That's the title that you're going to see, social and culture. Society and culture, I mean. But guess what? Everything and anything all entails one word, whether it's science, whether it's news, whatever it is, it's all what? Spiritual. Now, how do you say it's spiritual, Jay? Y'all have been so programmed and conditioned to think that spirituality is the topic spirituality. If I'm not sitting here talking about ghosts or entities or anything supernatural, they can't be spiritual. The physical world is the physical world, but the physical world is based off of physics. But what is that that, be, that that created the spirit? I mean, the physical world. I just gave it up. The spiritual. Nothing can be physical without having a spiritual countenance or counterpart to it. Because 
again, if life imitates art and art imitates life, life is what? Energy. Energy is what? Spiritual. So therefore, if you have no spirit, no energy, it's dead or it doesn't exist. And even the inanimated objects, even the things you call dead have energy. So therefore, it's spiritual. Now, we're not here to talk about that, family. We're here to talk about curses. We're here to talk about reasoning, logic, that which is ir illogical or irrational, that which cannot be explained all the time or defined. And I do believe that all things can be defined by logic if you know how and where to find the answers. And the answers is simple. It may not be the answer. The answer itself may not be simple to find out, but I can give you the overall reason why things are what they are. Simple, spiritual. So if you want answers to some things in the physical world, sometimes you got to delve a little deep and go beyond that to the spiritual world. No, no. Our rules and regulations have nothing to do with the spiritual in terms of affecting the spiritual by itself, but it does relate and it's very much connected to the spiritual because the spiritual world comes first, family. Then we come as a physical world and material world. We come after it because we were created and fashioned from the spiritual world. You see what I'm saying? That's why it matters. Everything else is what it is. It is what it is. OK, now. I'm not going to sit here and go through this with you all. If you've been w walking with me through this journey on Favorite Radio and different podcasts, you already know a lot of this. OK, but I'm here to encourage you. When was the last time you didn't have somebody trying to get something out of you for something that was personal? In other words, have you ever just really had a good sit down talk with somebody, ladies, of the opposite sex who wasn't just trying to get in your pants because I hate to break it down to a lot of you. Some of you may call me pessimistic for saying this and I'm not. I'm very realistic. I'm very op I'm, and I'm an opportunistic person and I'm a very optimistic person. However, I'm realistic. So sometimes the reality is overlooked because it sounds pessimistic about the things that I'm saying. No. The grass isn't always green on the other side of the fence. But if you are in an area where the grass is fertile, the soil is just right and it's being fertilized, right? It's given enough water and enough sunlight. Guess what? The grass will be green. You see, in order to have good soil, you have to have a good foundation. And in order to have a good foundation, You've got to have good soil. And in order to have both, you've got to maintain it by giving it the ingredients and the properties that it needs in order to be inhabitable, in order for it to be what it's meant to be. Greenery, pasture, all of that. And how do you get that? By taking care of the land. Maintenance, those things matter, fam. They matter. And it's no different when we're talking about relationships. See, a lot of you are not in relationships. You're in a situationship. You're in a situation based on lust or you're based on somebody who, you know, that you're trying to get something to gain something. You're in the get along, go along type of uh, situation. And I don't know what your situation is. I can't speak on that. Everybody's doing things differently. But if you're not doing it accordingly or biblically, 
you're never going to be successful the way you want to be. And that is a fact. And I dare anyone to challenge it. And I say that respectfully, of course, because I'm willing to go there with anyone who wants to hear it. I'm not here to be arguing and wasting time, wasting breath and wasting information if you want to be argumentative or if you just want to be debating. That's good. Debate is fine. A little banter is good back and forth. It's healthy. But are you are we taking something from it on both ends that can benefit us both? That's the only time it's healthy. If it's just to make a point to denigrate, undermine, condescend, or any of those things, then the whole purpose of that is just to uh, to incite a riot or some type of violent behavior or some type of um, um, combatant behavior, right? And sometimes the truth does that, okay? Because it hits where it hurts, you know? And people don't always want to have the truth revealed because it's painful, but some, sometimes, guess what? You got to let that pain out in order to become a little vulnerable. But if we're used to always being protective and always watching what we say and safeguarding ourselves and putting walls up, guess what happens? We'll never be able to fully open to the people that we're supposed to because we can't decipher who is who. We, we've gotten so used. And I'm speaking from personal experience here. I'm speaking from deep hurt, deep regret, deep pains, deep this, deep that. Everything's deep when it's when it's hurting, right? It don't it, it ain't deep until it until it hits you a certain way. You're not going to tear up or cry unless your soul is touched by whatever it is that's got you in tears. That's got you feeling like you need to change your life. That is the Holy Spirit trying to talk to you. That is the most high or that is one of his messengers trying to talk to you. Your life is in turmoil and you need to get out of it. And we all go through it no matter what side of the polarity, meaning good or bad, right or wrong that you're in. It just means that whichever one you vibrate on the most, whichever side you're on the most will be what you get the most. And somebody said, well, I'm a good person. I'm not hurting nobody. I'm not stealing anything. I'm not out here sleeping around. I'm out here messing with somebody's old lady or man. I'm not out here telling a bunch of lies and conjuring up stories and summoning and getting people involved in things. I'm not a home wrecker. I'm not a home breaker. I'm not doing any of that, Jay. Why me? And I'm going to ask you this question in return. It may not be what you want to hear. And it may even offend some of you. Why not? And I'm going to tell you why I say that. It's not because you deserve it, fam. No, that's not why I say why not. I'm saying why not because you're in this like the rest of us. And guess what? Those of you, and this is where you really need to understand, the more light that you that you are, 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 are a part of, the more of the righteous sides and things that you're trying to do and be a part of, the more you're going to get attacked because you stand out. Let me give you an old saying, and this is in the scriptures too. I'm just paraphrasing it. The devil don't want who, who he already has. He's not going to bother or attack those he already has that's doing what he wants them to do, which is sin and 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 do all his agendas and all those things. No, he's not going to beckon unto them. He's going to attack those that he doesn't have, those that he can't stand, those that are threats to him and what his existence and what his agendas are. And that's why a lot of you are being attacked because you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to get away from them old crowds. You're trying to break out of those old ways of actually behaving and sexually lusting and or drinking or smoking or putting on outfits and, you know, making yourself look what you're not. It, it's a whole lot of that. We're all going through it. Right. I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a human being. I haven't been through those things. A lot of you are going through them, too. 
Everybody's going through it. The disease of the world isn't COVID or cold, HIV. Yes, those things are, 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 are sicknesses within themselves. But the disease of the world is sin. And the cure is Yahushua or Yahusha. So, or Jesus, right? I know you don't want to hear that. You want to hear everything but that. You want to hear, okay, I could understand maybe if we talk, take a different spiritual route or route. Let's talk about Buddha for once. Let's talk about meditation. Nothing wrong with meditating. In fact, I'm a, if the Lord lets me do it, get to it. If Abba lets me get to it, I'm going to have a podcast on meditation. And I've talked about medica uh, meditation. I've talked about meditation and, and, and older podcasts from the 2019, 2020 years. So if y'all really want to hear what I had to say about it, about it back then, knock yourselves out. It's there. It's there. But the thing you got to realize, family, is times are progressing since those earlier podcasts. Your boy has grown even more substantially since those earlier podcasts. And I'm leaving everything I've ever did up as long as it's allowed to stay up because I want you to take this walk in this journey with me. So here I say, when we come back from our commercial break, we're going to continue about this. But today we're going to talk about generational curses. I'm your boy, J. Rated R. Don't go anywhere, family. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Jay Rated R. That's right. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Now, y'all know you've been asking me for quite a, a long time. What about our website, Jay? You keep saying you're going to have one. Well, check this out. The new Pharaoh Radio website is still in the process, but we have another website that we have just came out with. I'm very happy about it. It's definitely new, high quality, and, well, you better get in there while stuff still sells. That new website is called Jewelry of the Nile. That's right, Jewelry of the Nile. Now, I'm a big movie fan, and if you notice the title, I got the idea from the movie Jewel of the Nile with Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, and Danny DeVito. On this high-quality jewelry website, we have necklaces, bracelets, neck chains, rings, earrings, and much, much more. We're starting off at 50% on certain things, so make sure you go over there and check it out. And we have gift cards. Now, check out the site. Send your boy an email at jratedr at favoradio.com to let me know what you think. If not, send me an email at jratedr at jewelryofthenile.com in reference to the information that we have all in reference to our jewelry site. So make sure you head on over there. Now, if you need the spelling, here it is because it's a bit tricky. Yes, the site's called jewelryofthenile.com. Well, Jewelry of the Nile is the name. But here's the website, www.j is in J-R, E-W-E-L hyphen R-Y-O-F-T-H-E-N as in Nancy, I-L-E dot com. So don't forget to put that hyphen in the word jewelry. That's J-E-W-E-L hyphen R-Y of the Nile dot com. Make sure you support your boy. We're finally getting some things done. And I know a lot of you are definitely going to be excited. I know I am. If you have any questions, you know how to hit me up. That's jewelryofthenile.com. 
head on over there, buy yourself something nice. We got holidays coming, fam. Birthdays are always around the corner and special occasions. Send that special loved one or that significant other a thank you. Treat them with something nice. Heck, treat yourself. You won't regret it. That's jewelryofthenow.com. www.jewelryofthenow.com. I'm your boy, J Rated R. Y'all stay blessed. And as always, family, peace and namaste. All right, good family, we are back. I'm your boy, Jay, and that's right. You're tuning in to Favorite Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. We're talking about generational curses. Now, one of the things I want to throw out there is that generational curses, family, are something or as a topic that we probably need to talk about because as light as it may sound to some of you or as deep as it may sound to others, it is nonetheless very important. And what it does is it covers a great deal of things all in one to- under one umbrella of topics. Um, a lot of you may not have known even that curses actually are real, believe it or not. You may think it's a thing of folklore or something to just say, a tall tale to just, uh, I don't know, keep people on the, on the edge of their seat. But I assure you that anything that we've ever discussed on this show has been authentic and its intentions have always been based off truth and experience nonetheless regardless of what you think is real or if you believe it or not that is up to you my 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 thing is i'm not here to argue uh your beliefs people uh what i've learned in the years that i have been doing this information for over 23 years is that it can get it can be a very heated topic of discussion uh from religion to spirituality to things that people consider fictitious to things people consider to be very non-fictional and if you ask me which you probably didn't but i'm gonna go ahead and give you my two cents worth there's no such thing as fiction the only thing fiction is good for is when something is a lie however i believe all things are possible that being said that doesn't mean just because something uh is, is said that you just go believing it right bible teaches us also and tells us to prove all things and it also tells you to search the scriptures now if that's not enough given to you i don't know what else is okay um but we must know that these things are of great deal of importance a great deal of importance now as much as this title does tell you that there are generational curses for every curse, there's a blessing. Okay, so there is a such thing as generational blessings. And we're going to discuss all of that, I assure you. You may have forgiven me with having these sniffles. I don't like to do that. To me, I feel like sometimes I could take away from the show, but I'm a human being. And I'm doing the show sort of under the weather because it's allergy season, family. And if you've been walking with your boy since 2019, you already know that. <laughs> Especially around this time of year when you hear me doing podcasts, your boy's got 
to uh, battle and combat pollen and all that other stuff. So um, I try to take an even greater amount of showers in the spring and summer because of how thick the pollen is. And uh, I do a lot of working outside uh, when I'm not doing other things. Uh, you know, I like to maintain my yard and keep things up and nice. And, and so uh, it requires maintenance like anything else. So um, I'm just letting you all know in case you hear. And I'll try to do my best to not sniff as much. But um, I, I just, you know, these are things you can't help. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's not what the topic of this is. The topic is beyond what, what's going on with me. The topic is going on about what is a generational curse. And we can look in your scriptures and it can be explained in quite a few chapters um, and quite a few uh, scriptures of your Bible. Exodus, obviously, and definitely Deuteronomy, Genesis even. Um, and we're going to talk about these things. I'm going to run down some things to you all, and then we're going to talk about them. Deuteronomy 11, verse 26 says this. And no, I'm not doing it in any particular order, but I will as we talk about more of this stuff in the show. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 says, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. Now, if you read verse 27, it'll tell you a blessing if ye obey the commandments of Yahuwah Elohim. That means our God, the Lord, your our God, which I command you this day. Verse 28 says, and a curse if ye will not obey the commandments of Yahuwah Elohim. But turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other Elohim which ye have not known. Now, in this case, Elohim is a plural form of meaning God's plural, right? More than one God. For people have worshipped other gods other than the true Elohim or Yahuwah Elohim, which is El Elo, the Most High God, the ones you call God, which I call Yah. So, in this passage that we just heard me read, or if you've been following along, and read it for yourself. And I urge you to read all of Deuteronomy, especially Deuteronomy chapter 11. Uh, we're going to be talking about it in Genesis 22. We're going to be talking about Exodus. We're going to be talking about Deuteronomy and some other uh, books of the Bible that's based on generational curses. And for those of you, if this is your first time tuning into the show or if this is even your first time of hearing me speak anything of the Bible, welcome. This is not a biblical show per se. You might as well say, but it's a spiritual show and we give all credit on this show and thanks to the creator of all things, the most high Yah. Uh, but we talk about any and everything family. If you are, like I said, if you're just new coming into the show, go to my earlier podcast. Um, and please take advantage of these podcasts family while they're still up. Even I don't know how long my podcast shows will be up. We're getting deeper into the times where there's a lot of sensitivity to topics that we've discussed. And nowadays, if you're not careful, you can get banned for speaking. Uh, <laughs> well, what they would call an error. Right. But I say if it's freedom of speech, you're entitled to say what you feel and talk about whatever you want. But that's not clearly true, is it? Because if you say something about 
the vaccine or anything else, you get banned. So anyway, just be mindful of those things. Please take advantage of these things that we've we've discussed. I've been doing this now since 2019. And as of July of this year, if I'm still blessed to be here and blessed to do the show, it'll be literally four years. And that to me is quick, a quick four years. Yet from 19 to 20 is one from 20 to 21 is two from 21 to 22 is three. And now from 22 to 23 is four, four years, fam. I can't believe it myself. I remember when I first started doing this show and now look where it's going and look where it's at. All right. Among these things, any type of curse, it's going to be supernatural, right? You can't curse something unless it's a supernatural um, power that's behind the curse, right? This is not just uh, spookism, okay? This is not uh, foolish talk. This is not any folk tales or any of that crap. It is literally supernatural. And we know with any type of supernatural, there's either good or bad, Witchcraft is one power divided in many ways, family. Um, Also, these generational curses, we're going to talk about it. So let's go starting with Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. And it says, and Yahuwah, in your Bibles it is saying, and the Lord or God, and Yahuwah passed by before him and proclaimed, Yahuwah, Yahuwah, El, merciful and gracious, long-suffering. And abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. Now, I'll explain what I just read to you here in a second. But what I want to do is show you that these things in the Old Testament is when you start hearing about generational curses going all the way back from the very beginning of the first book, Genesis. Right. And I didn't go into Genesis yet, but I I will, since I'm telling you, turn with me or listen, if you will. And Genesis chapter 22, verse 18. And the reason I'm doing these out of order is because I just want to do something real quick here. Usually I do things in the order and sometimes I do them randomly. But when you're reading and studying the Bible, if you're reading it as you're supposed to from the beginning to the end, you'll learn that when you go back and start studying, you're going to be going back and forth in the Bible from one book to the next. And as long as what you're studying matches up and it's in, 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 in alignment and concordance with the Bible, it doesn't matter the order. Because when you start doing what I call time traveling by going back and forth in the scriptures, through the different timelines, you'll see that what was said in the Old Testament is also recited and repeated or said to be or be done in the New Testament. And that's very that's varying uh, anywhere from when Jesus came all the way to the time of where we are now in Revelations, our generation. So and what generations are ahead of us. So this book is a humongous Venture into the beginning of creation all the way to the end of it. That's how deep this Bible is. So, yeah, we're time traveling. We're going through what you call precepts and we're going to be comparing line upon line, precept upon precept. So you're going to be switching back and forth. That's why I'm not worried about the order, because if you've been walking with me now, you've kind of got an idea or a gist of what the order of the Bible is. All right. So getting back to what I was saying, I'm going to explain to you what these things are that I'm reading. 
But real quickly, I'm going to read Genesis, which is the very first book of the Bible, chapter 22, verse 18. And I'm going to give you an example of why I just read to you that. Uh, Exodus, why I read Deuteronomy first, then Exodus, because we know Exodus comes before Deuteronomy. But I'm going to go ahead and give you that. And Genesis comes before any book. So let me read to you now. Genesis 22, verse 18. And it says, and in your seed shall all the nations of earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. And I'm going to read 19. So Abraham, which is usually a V in the Hebrew, if you're going to translate it into English, but we know it as Abraham. So I'm going to stick to that for those of you who know it as Abraham. So Abraham returned unto his young men and they rose up and went together to Beer, Shiva, which is Beersheba, right? And Abraham, Beersheba is Bathsheba, by the way, y'all. Uh, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Now, what you're reading or what you heard me say in that very short passage, you'd have to read the whole chapter to get the whole understanding. What I'm trying to show you right now in these passages is that it all began with Abraham. In terms of the blessing, the curse began with Adam and Eve, okay, because they were the first human beings to be created, according to the book of Genesis. And so when they disobeyed God for the first time in the Garden of Eden, when they ate from the tree of knowledge, which they were not supposed to eat from, but however, the serpent talked Eve into eating from it, and then Eve, in return, talked her husband into eating it, Adam, they both sinned. Because God told them not to eat from that tree. They could eat from any other tree in the whole entire garden except that one. Which I don't know why he put that one in the garden in the first place. For them to be tempted. But anyway, he was testing their loyalty and their obedience. Which is why he allowed that to happen. If you're wondering also. They broke the command. And that's when sin came upon them. And this is what sin came into the world looking like. They were cursed. They were the family that started everything and he started it with sin by disobeying the most high and that's when they were cursed okay that's when it really started because sin is in itself is a generational curse and it's not just a particular family it started with one family and now all families in this world are born into the curse <clears throat> that's just one curse though among many that's why i said witchcraft is just one power divided in many ways now, what did I read when I read Deuteronomy? What, I, what did I read when I read to you Exodus 34 just a few minutes ago? Verse 6. I'll tell you what I read. In that passage, it's talking about the Ten Commandments that Moses, right, was a part of. And in, if you read Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, is when it starts breaking down what a generational curse is. And I'm going to read Exodus chapter 20, verse 5 to you all right now. All right, excuse me for that. Here it is. Said he not. Oh, I'm in Genesis still. <laughs> That's definitely not going to sound like Exodus. All right, sorry about that, fam. Exodus chapter 20, verse 5 says this You shall not bow down yourself to them, nor serve them. Now, what he's talking about is talking about other gods in verse three. So let me start from verse three and read up to verse five. 
Verse 3 of Exodus chapter 20 says, You shall have no other gods before me. Verse 4, You shall not make unto you any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heavens above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. Verse 5, You shall not bow down yourself to them nor serve them. For I, Yahuwah Eloheke, am a jealous El, meaning I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and guard my commandments. And that was verse 6. What he's saying is if you disobey these Ten Commandments, if you do not obey, you will be cursed. Now, are we still under the law? A lot of people ask, because this is at the time when Moses and them, Moses created what you call the Torah, which is the five books of the Bible. That's Genesis. That's Exodus. That's Numbers. That's Deuteronomy. Right now. There's five books. So let me do them in the actual order. You have the book of Genesis. You have the book of Exodus. Okay, then you have the book of Numbers. Okay, then you have, uh, well, actually, after Exodus comes Leviticus. That means the law. After Leviticus comes the book of Numbers, and then the last book, which is the fifth book, comes Deuteronomy. Those five books are called the law. In Hebrew, it's called the Torah, right? The Torah which is the five books of the law. Are we still under that? Yes and no. We're not under the strict laws of the Torah unless we are not saved by Jesus. Then yes, we are under the laws. And you will be judged by those laws because you are no longer under grace. To be under grace, you have to be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. You have to confess with your mouth and in your heart that Jesus is God, that he came to earth as a man, that he was crucified. He died on the cross for our sins. And three days later, he was resurrected and rose from the dead. And then he ascended to the father. If you believe that and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. However, you, if you've never been baptized, you was also recommended that you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, according to the book of Acts chapter two, and you will be saved because you will not just be cleansed by the baptism of water, which represents the spiritual cleansing. You'll be baptized by what is called the Holy Spirit, which is fire given to you. And you will have a new spirit, which is the most high spirit in you. And he will dwell in there, in your body, in your temple, with you, as long as you don't stifle or quench him. Now, he doesn't go away right away because you sin. But if you keep committing sins willingly and, will and willfully, he cannot live there because he is a holy. Holy means to be separated from other things. It means to be set apart. So to be set apart from sin means to be the opposite of it. So therefore, this is why I'm reading these things for people who don't know this. Because there's always a first time for somebody who's tuning into the show. And even some of you who've been tuning into it now may need a little bit more clarity, believe it or not. And that's fine. But here we are starting off talking about these, these scriptures because I want you to see that they're all over the Bible. They start in the Old Testament, obviously, because generational curses didn't just start with Abraham. Right. Because God is the one who made the covenant with Abraham after the fall of Adam and Eve. Abraham came along and he made his covenant with Abraham. And he said, I will make you the father of many nations. And whoever does right by you, I will bless them and their generations to come. But if they do wrong and disobey, 
or they do something harmful to you, I will curse them. Now, Jacob is one of the sons and that whole bloodline. Jacob was called Israel. This is where Israel gets its name from, Jacob. And Israel is, yes, the main nation that the Most High focuses on. It all starts with Israel and it ends with Israel. However, we being the Gentile, other nations or what some call heathens, <laughs> okay, and a lot of us are also distant kin in terms of the bloodline, but you don't, that doesn't matter whether you're actual blood or not, because being that Christ died on the cross for you, which is all of us, he accepted the Gentiles, all other nations, and anyone that is baptized in his name is a child of his in the spirit. That means we are spiritually Israelis, and that is all in the Bible, too. We're not going to have that discussion today. So if it's something that you want to hear more about, we will talk about it. Email me your, 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 your comments and your thoughts. And when I can, I'll get back to you. If not, you just have to be patient and allow me to work in the way that the Most High is working with me. Now, this podcast today, like I said, is about generational curses. What you've heard me read so far is talking about generational curses. Now, I know I haven't made myself clear as to what these are yet. You just heard me read the passages that anyone basically who does not do what the Lord says or if they follow in a way of iniquity, which means wickedness or sinfulness, they will be cursed. And you curse yourself, family. God doesn't condemn you. We do that ourselves by going against the law. The law is the most high, by the way. He created the law. He is the law. He's the word. Remember in John chapter one, verse one, it says in the beginning. That means all the way in the beginning of time, like Genesis was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Okay. You got to understand that. Pay attention to what's really actually being said for you to understand what is being uh, communicated and traversed here. So I've read to you Exodus 25, 20 chapter 20, verse five. I've read to you Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26. I've read to you Exodus chapter 34, verse six and seven. And I read to you Genesis chapter 22, verse 18 through 19. Now, if I were to go ahead and read to you the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse 18, it's going to say the same thing I just read to you with the other ones, which is going to say this. In Numbers chapter 14, verse 18, it says, Yahuwah, meaning the Lord or Father, is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgressions. Transgressions means sins. And by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of fathers upon the children. That means that the fathers who came before us, our ancestors, our progenitors, our creators, if they did things that they weren't supposed to in their time, through their when they started, and it has not been cleansed, has not been forgiven, has not been resolved by the Lord, if they haven't done what they're supposed to, they've created upon themselves and the generations to come after them what is called a curse. And that curse is passed down. You've heard the saying, the sins of the father are passed down to the son. And that means the mother or the daughter or the father and the daughter, it doesn't matter as long as it's a generational thing. Well, that's true. And this is what the scriptures call generational curses. And guess what? Whatever happened with those curses before will be worse with the next generations that they come upon. So there is something that your parents did or your grandpa or somebody did and they didn't get it cleared. Whoever the third and fourth generations are after that will have it worse. And they will repeat those same sins, but it will be worse 
when they repeat them, well, meaning they would do worse than their ancestors did. They will act in a way their ancestors acted, but it'll be worse because the curse gets stronger each time those things are passed down unresolved to the next generations. And that can be anything from what you guys call luck, which is no such thing, but that's what I'm going to use because that's what you understand. You'll wonder why your life is always going into turmoil. Why every time you try to do something right, it turns to, you know what? And it's because a lot of times, family, you may be under a generational curse and don't realize it. That's why we're going to talk about today what the generational curses are, how it began, and how to resolve them and break them. And you'll see the blessings pouring in your life. But you've got to put the work in. You can't expect things to just change overnight, although that's very possible. The Most High urges you. Hence, this is why you heard me reading in the scriptures. It says long suffering. Long suffering means to go a while with being disciplined, learning your lessons, and you'll be blessed for obeying and going through your lessons. One of my biggest issues I've had is entitlement, believe it or not. Yes, I said that. Not in the way that a lot of people believe entitlement to be, but it doesn't mean it. it, it nonetheless, it's still the same. Why? Because we feel like, well, that was an ancestor thing. What I got to do that? Why I got to deal with that? I wasn't there. You were and you weren't. No, you weren't there physically. But what's in your bloodline, what's coursing through your veins came from them. So that means memory recall is passed down through DNA and RNA memories. RNA memory cells. Now, if this sounds a little too much over your head, let me explain. You are your ancestors. They live through you. Okay? This is why a lot of people have what's called memory recall. Some even feel like it's a past life. And they feel like they were somebody they were in another lifetime before. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that that person was in their family. You may have been somebody from a different nationality in a totally different timeline altogether. And you're in a now a different type of national body. So it doesn't mean that it has to go back to your ancestral bloodline. But that's a conversation for a different day. I'm going to explain later to you all what that is. But in this case, I'm talking about your bloodline. You may be going through something in your life and not knowing that your ancestors or your progenitors, those who came before you, had went through the same thing. Well, it never got resolved. So it just seems like life in itself. When we say, oh, you know, everybody go through this that's life. But it's a little deeper than that. What you don't know, what you can't see is the spiritual world. And everything comes from the spiritual world into what we call the physical, the world we in and these bodies. This is the material plane or the physical plane. Well, guess what? Everything starts with the spirit world first and it manifests itself in the physical. So if something in your life or in your family bloodline has not been resolved, whether it's through your mom, your dad, your family tree, going back to your ancestral lineage, whatever was not broken. And those third or fourth generations, it's, it's passed down through. It's going to continue and, and until it stopped. That means that a curse has ownership. It has a contract, a bind or a bond. And it has to be broken. And if you're doing the same things your ancestors did. On top of not realizing why your life is the way it is and why you act the way you act. It's more to it than just saying you inherited something. You inherited something. All right. <laughs> you also inherited what came with the, with it. The curses. And so those things will follow you wherever you go until the days of your life are in, at end. And whoever continues on in your bloodline, if you die with this curse that was never resolved before you, you pass it down to your next generation. 
And then they got to deal with it and it starts itself all over again, keeping the curse alive and ongoing. So I hope now that you've heard me say that, it makes a little more sense. Family, we're going to go ahead and take our next commercial break. When we return, we will continue on with these things all. I'm your boy, Jay Rated All. You are tuning in to Favorite Radio. Don't go anywhere, fam. We shall return after these messages. Stay tuned. Alright family, we are back And you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio Where you heard it here, you heard it first, no doubt Generational curses So far we've talked about a great deal of many things in a very short period of time We've went over some very few scriptures about generational curses And how they passed down from the third from to the third and fourth generations from the generations of our forefathers or our fathers shall I say in terms of our bloodline and um, you can see this all throughout your Bible but what if, what are they really what do they entail what is a generational curse and what all is included in it I know you heard me give you a very very short description of witchcraft being the one power that's divided in many ways. Generational curses. You know, there's an old saying that says, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And that is actually talking about the family tree. Your family tree, my family tree, our family tree, the tree of life. Because even though there's a one true tree of life, all family bloodlines that go all the way back to that one true tree of life is all throughout the descendancy and all the generations up to where we are now. So, yes, we are one family branch, one family tree of life. Excuse me. We inherit our looks, our attitudes and our mannerisms from our parents when we are born. Do we not? Of course we do. That's what DNA is. Our attitudes and our general outlook on life comes from the discipline or the disciplining of our guardian's family. Now, if we read Proverbs 29, chapter 29, verse 17, To sum it up, it will tell you, correct your son and he shall give you rest 
Yeah, he shall give you delight unto your soul. What does that mean? What the parent do in moderation, the children would do excessively. Remember, I just told you before our last commercial break that whatever they did or whatever was done in the prior or the previous generation, well, when it's passed down into the third and fourth generations, it will be done even at a greater extent, even at a more deeper extent. So it would be excessively done, way more than it was done before. Proverbs 29 again, verse 17 says, Correct your son and he shall give you rest. He shall give you delight unto your soul. That means to discipline your children, fam. Correct means to discipline. Discipline means to correct. The Bible calls it reproof or reproaching. It means for correction. When you're chastising or chastening your your kids, you're disciplining them. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us all about that and how the father disciplines us. So again, what the parent do in moderation, the children will do excessively. In other words, the things we do as parents or you as parents or as parents in general will usually show up even more prevalent in your children. So prevalently in our children, this is what we'll see because we do it. But your your children would do it even more. Now in Colossians, now we're getting into New Testament stuff. Colossians chapter 3 verse 21 will tell us, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Right? Heredity is important because our bloodline affects our behavior. Train up your children. It affects the behaviors of how you train up your children. Our habits, our thought processes, and our patterns, family, are passed down to our child, our children. And as they develop around us, you'll start seeing these things form or formulate even more. I'll give you an example. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Abraham was blessed by God, fam, by Yah, and his dependents were blessed as well. This is a generational blessing. See that? Now, you'll find that when I read that to you in Genesis chapter 22, verse 18, and in thy seed is what it said. All the nations of earth will be blessed because they what? Obey my voice. My voice, meaning the Lord is talking to Abraham, telling him, I will not only bless you, but I will bless your family bloodline. I will bless your descendants, those who come after you, as long as they follow my commandments. But as soon as someone disobeys and not do do like they're supposed to, they will be cursed. Not only was the curse coming from their own disobedience, he even told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who curse you. So if anyone did something harmful to Abraham, they would have harm come back to him. This is where the old saying, do unto others as you have do unto you comes from. Even greater in today's society will say, you get what you put out there, right? The law of attraction. Well, that's where it comes from. 
You're reading about it right here in the book, in the very beginning of the Bible. Guess who said that? The Most High. So what I'm giving you is you've heard all these sayings in the New Age. Like attracts like. Opposites repel. Oh, I mean, opposites attract like energies repel. You've also heard as it is above, so it is below. As it is within, so it is without. On heaven as it is on earth. Or in heaven as it is on earth. Okay? So these things have a beginning. They have a point of reference, a point of origin. What's the origin? The Bible, the creator. We just like to cut him off and say the universe. Okay, that's disrespectful if you ask me, but hey, he created the universe. But the universe doesn't begin with the universe. The universe begins with the creator of it, Yah. God told them, or Yah, if you will, in your Bible, he told them that even though they were blessed because of Abraham, they could be cursed because of their disobedience to his commands. And I read that to you in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26, fam. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. That's the first actual scripture I read to you at the beginning of the show. So these are the things that you have to be mindful of, that you have to be aware of, family. This is a generational curse because not only were they punished for their sins, but their children suffered also. The sins of the father always caused the children to suffer. That's in Exodus chapter 34, verse 7. Now you're seeing why I read those things to you. I'll read it again, or let me regurgitate it. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no man's I mean, excuse me, and that by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. Let me give you some context. Today, generational curses, family, come from evil spirits that control our emotions and cause our behaviors to change our children. Do you need me to repeat that? Generational curses come from evil spirits that control our emotions and cause our behaviors to change our children. It becomes a bloodline thing because we are raised up under the bad choices and decisions of those who came before us. And in many ways, family, we are reaping what they sowed. That's in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, when it says, Be not deceived. God, or Yah, is not to be mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So when a parent yields to sin, and those sins change their behaviors, it affects the children, and they are changed by it. Let me pause on where we're going next with this. Let me just talk about where I stopped at. For the lot of you, you see, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? Or the fruit or whatever. That's because we're talking about generational blessings or generational curses. 
You are like your father. You are your father's child. You are just like your mother. You are your mother's daughter. You are your mother's son. You are your father's daughter. You hear this all the time. You not only look like your parents and have their attributes and some of their personality and behavioral patterns, but you are doing the very things that they've been doing, only you do it more excessively. Why? Because it is a DNA, RNA, slash, spiritual, generational curse or blessing. See, when you give it full context, you can look at it from the physical point of view of explaining, or you can look at it deeper than that from the spiritual. And on this show, we talk about everything, baby, from the spiritual to the physical and all the way back, because everything is what? What is the one thing I say every day, all the time on this show? The one thing that connects all things known and unknown no matter what category it is, what nationality it is, what gender it is, what subject of a topic of discussion it is, the one thing that connects the entire world, the one thing that all people have, not everybody has a soul, but everything in the world and everything outside of the world has a what? Spirit. And that makes this conversation and amongst all other topics, no matter how bland or mundane or extravagant these conversations are, they all are based on what? Spirituality. We're not only a society and culture show, family, we're a spiritual show, not a religious show, a spiritual show. And there's nothing wrong with religion, by the way, not if you're practicing in the right way and you're doing the right things. I, I think I even did a podcast on real, uh, spirituality versus science or something like that back in 2020. I don't know. I think I did it back then. You have to check it out. I know I did it. Just, I don't know what year. I think it was 2020. Anyway. Getting back to what we're talking about here. That's what the whole sins of the father are passed down to the child are. When a parent yields to sin, meaning when they give in to sin, and those sins change their behaviors, it affects their children. And then the children are changed by it. Case in point, we see it all the time. We just don't know what we're looking at because we look at it from a physical point of view. Somebody's family member or father or mother or somebody's uncle or whatever is an alcoholic. Alcoholism is in a lot of our families, as well as all other problems that every family has somewhere along the lines or down the road. And an alcoholic can pass that same bad habit down to the children. Just like if a mother's pregnant and she's on drugs, if she's a crackhead, or I hate to say it like that, but if she's just hooked on or addicted to some type of drug, it can affect not only the baby's physiological um, um, composition, but and create all these different problems for the child neurologically and all of that. But the child will inhabit, I mean, will inherit the habit. They'll become, they will be born off the addiction of the parent being on the drugs. And that's harder on the child. And again, what the parent does, the child experiences the same thing excessively. So that's not just in behavior that they act excessively. That's also and whatever the curse that they have inherited from their father or mother who didn't get it resolved, they inherit, they take it on even more. It's amplified and magnified even more. So they have to pay that penance and penalty even harder because the parent did not do something about it. And they passed it on down to the child who now has to grow into whatever that is from a child, if allowed to live up into an adult 
with their life being crap because of something that their ancestors or their predecessors did not correct and resolve and not broke, did not have broken by the time it got to their children. And this is where contracts and bondage come in. There's a thing called spiritual bondage. That's why I say we're not a religious show. Religion in itself is not bad when it's practiced in the right ways, but the word itself was created and it comes when you do the root derivative of the word the word religion mean it means to tie fast or to be kept in bondage and what religion is doing it's based on what type of topic spiritual things and what if it's religion it's doing what it's keeping you in spiritual bondage that's why i say we're not a religious show but just because you have a religion doesn't mean you're doing something wrong family don't let the word itself fool you because religion can also be that which is a ceremonial tradition, a, rep a repetition of something that you do through your faith. Practicing good morals, practicing in prayer supplication, things like that, following and obeying the word of God. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't get caught up on wordplay. Don't embrace yourself based on titles. That's how you become deceived. So why are you thinking about that? We're going to take our last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue on about what these curses are and how we later, before the show ends, how we can break them. And it's real simple. I'm your boy, Jerry. The Doll family, don't go anywhere. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, 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 family. It's your boy, Jerry. The Doll. And you are tuning into Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here, you heard it first, no doubt. Family, as you may know, we've been talking for some time now about a new internet coming your way, Pharaoh Radio website. That's right, it is on its way. So thank you for those who've been waiting patiently. Thank you for those who've been asking me how it's coming along. Well, it's almost here, baby. Until we get that right, I got something else for you. You know how you guys have always been emailing me at jratedr at gmail.com? Well, part of that is changing right now. That's right, family. We got a new email address. It's jratedr at pharoradio.com. So if you already know how to spell jratedr, it's J-A-Y-R-A-T is in Thomas. E, D is in David, R is in Robert, at Pharaoh Radio, one word, P-H-A-R-A-O-H-R-A-D-I-O.com. That's right, family. One more time. That's jratedr at pharaohradio.com. Email me on that new platform. <laughs> and that's just the beginning. That's part of what's going to be attached to the new website that I've been telling you about. So this is just an update, fam. Again, email me at jratedr at pharoradio.com. I look forward to continually reading your emails. Thank those of you and all of you who have contributed in some way, shape, form, or fashion, whether that be through donations or whether it just be through simple emails. But now that we have a new email address, definitely make sure you email at the new email address because we're going to shut off the jratedr at gmail.com very soon. So if anyone gets missed, 
Now's the time. Hit me on jratedr at pharaohradio.com. On that note, family, I'm your boy Jay. You already know who it is, what it is, and why we do it. So I hope everyone out there stay blessed, stay fresh, keep your eyes peeled, and only focus on the real. On that note, family, I'm out. Peace and namaste. family we are back i'm your boy j rated on this right you're tuning in the favor video well you heard it here you heard it first no doubt we left off talking about generational curses passed down from the parent and it's not just the parent it's the parents 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 okay In other words, the prior or previous generations who have some form of sin that's been passed down to the descendant. This generational curse, it's a generational curse because not only were they punished for their sins, but their children suffered also because of these sins. And like I said, the sins of the fathers always cause the children to suffer. And that's what you heard me read in Exodus 34, verse 7. Keeping mercy for thousands, right? Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. Now, I said to you all to think about what I said. When a parent yields to sin and those sins change their children's behavior, they're changed by it. In chapter three of Mark, the book of Mark, verse 27, it says, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. What does that mean? That means that if you are a real man and a man tries to break into your home, That man's just not going to have his way with you or your wife or your children or anybody that's staying in your home. If he first has to get past you, if he wants to get to the women, he's going to have to get past you first to have his way with whatever reason why he broke into your house. If it's just to steal what's in your house, he's got to get past you. If it's to take advantage of a loved one, he's got to get past you. And if he can bind you in some kind of way, tie you up, knock you out, or even kill you, 
He cannot have his spoils of what you have or which which are your spoils. He can't have his way unless he first gets rid of the strong man, that being you. Now, where am I going with this? Let's look at some things that factor into generational curses. Let's look at the, 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 the categories here first. Let's look at number one being divorce. Examples of parental behaviors that create generational curses are divorce, neglect, abandonment, fatherlessness, inferiority complexes, depression, criminal behavior, abuse of all types, which whether it be violence, sexual or substance abuse. These things factor into what I call a lot of the Jezebel spirit. Also, the Jezebel spirit is what you raise the daughters to be successful to emasculate their boyfriends or their man. The Ahab spirit who was Ahab. Ahab was the husband of Jezebel. The Ahab uh, spirit is the simping. We call it simpletons in today's generation. What is a simp? I actually did a podcast on simping. It's called simpleton. A simp is someone who he doesn't have no spine. <laughs> he he lets the woman take advantage of him and do whatever she wants. She dominates him. Now, I know a lot of ladies listening probably don't have a problem with that. But the problem I have with that is the fact that there's nothing wrong with your man willing to go all out for you, ladies. There's nothing wrong with your man putting you first. There's nothing wrong with your man... <laughs> being supportive to you in every aspect that he possibly can. However, if he's, a re- if he's a real man, if he's an alpha male, if he's a dominating man, not this BS uh, toxic masculinity that they tell people they are today for being a real man. No, what I mean by that is a real man has to have charge. He has to be a man. Now, I'm not here to get into that, so let's not even go there. But since I brought it up, let me give you an example of what I mean by these examples that I'm giving you in this list as to why these examples of parental behaviors create generational curses. Let's start with the Jezebel spirit, for instance, and then we'll go back and talk about all the other things I just listed before that. The Jezebel spirit is how some of these women's daughters are raised by the mothers. Some of them will teach their daughters that of course you don't need a man to do anything for you and I understand that women can be very independent there's nothing wrong with that at all I have nothing against any of that but what I do have a problem with and what I notice a lot of in today's generation as well as to society of today not just the generation but all generations play a part in in today's generational curse when it comes to this is a lot of the women raise their daughters to treat their little boyfriends or their husbands like shit. Excuse my language. Let me not say that. Like crap. I'm trying to do differently on the language part. But how do you mean, Jay? Do not the men do the same? I didn't say they didn't, family. But we're talking about the Jezebel spirit. Then we're going to get to the Ahab spirit. (laughs) Okay. So, again, we got to get out of this war of gender. This agenda war that's been created to separate us from our women and separate our women from us men. Remember Genesis chapter two, verse 18 said, it's not good for man to be alone. 
The woman is his helper. She's his helpmeet, his assistant. Okay? So, no matter how much you don't like it, modernized people of all walks of life, whether you're male or female, this is the way the Bible made <clears throat> Excuse me. This is the way the Bible made it and intended it. This has nothing to do with being a slave. Submission simply means to humble. And that's the problem with today. Women have taken on male roles and they've done gender role switching as well as males taking on women roles. Then not only do the roles switch, but then the genders are trying to switch. This is the spirit of confusion. This is the Jezebel or the enchantress spirit that has come and caused these problems in the scriptures. I tell you this. Now, if you hadn't listened to my spirit of uh, my uh, satanic kingdom, the spirit of darkness, the satanic kingdom of darkness podcast that I just did not that long ago. Please. I know, I know it's probably four or five hours Forget that. Get the time, put the time in to listen to that. I put a lot of time in doing this for you all. I'm giving you gems from the scriptures, man. The Ruach HaKodesh is, is, is urging me to tell you these things because this you'll be able to identify with what's going on in your reality in today's society. You'll see it and you'll see it's coming from the scriptures and it was predicted. And I'm giving you all this information. So take it for what it's worth and get out of your feelings and learn. Leave the petty stuff behind. This is for grown folks only. No one man or woman is an island. Get out of your ego. The Jezebel spirit does raise the daughters to be successful by any means necessary. The make the man pay for it. Make the man do this. Make the man jealous. Women will dress a certain way. Flirt with these men. Get them all worked up, knowing they really don't have a lot of intentions to be with some of these brothers. They see them for what they can get out of them. They want to be the they want to act in the traditional ways that an old wife would act without giving the traditional ways of being an actual traditional woman. What do you mean, Jay? Well, let, let me give you an example. I'm going to sound like Kevin Samuels here, but I'm not trying to be no Kevin Samuels. I just so happen to agree with some of the things he said while he was alive. I'm not going to get into all this percentile and all this stuff. We that's not this particular type podcast. Again, this. Keep your mind focused. This is about generational curses, fam. Everything that's happening now, as the Bible told us, is not new under the sun. These things have happened before. Well, why do you think a lot of things repeat themselves? I'll tell you why. Generational curses. Why do you think there's nothing new under the sun? I'll tell you why. Generational curses. What's been done before has been passed down into the next ongoing generation. The more things change, the more they stay the same. The more time changes, the more the things of time repeat itself. Because the people don't change. Because of the generational curses. See how the Bible puts all that together for you? And so, yes, the Jezebel spirit raises daughters to be successful. Boy emasculation. Not allowing a man to be a man. When he is being a man. I'm not talking about these guys who think they're men or because they are men or males, but they don't play out their roles. They don't provide, they don't protect. And a man only needs to do that with a woman he plans on being with. You do not, ladies, deserve to have the man 
be all these things if you want to pretend and not actually do the real thing with him, which is to be his wife. He owes you nothing. Men, you owe her nothing. If you plan on being with this woman, you like her, you will date her and y'all have uh, commonality. Okay, y'all are finding yourselves equally yoked. You have things in common. She's God-fearing, you're God-fearing. Y'all are on the same, you know, you're not going to be the same in everything. Let's be clear about that. A man and a woman, they're to complement one another. They're not to be the exact same in everything. A woman is a woman and a man is a man. So they're not going to be the exact same, but they're complementary to one another. I'm not going to get into all of what these roles are. If you didn't hear my marriage count, uh, my marriage podcast, go back and listen to that. Also go back and listen to the Satanic Kingdom podcast. Okay. But here's the thing, family. Getting to the Ahab spirit where the simping comes, the crying comes, the wicked king. If you don't know who Ahab is, you need to read your Bible. You need to learn about Jezebel. You need to learn all those things. And you'll learn a lot when you read the book of Judges and she's Delilah and Samson. It's all in the scriptures. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. This Bible is beautiful. It's magical. It's powerful. It's divine. The Ahab spirit, since I stay, I got on the women a little bit here. Let's get on the men a little bit. And then we're going to talk about why these other things play a part in these generational curses. The Ahab spirit. King Ahab. Let me just give you something. He was a king that was pretty bad, but he had some good tendencies. But he listened to his wife. And she was the real problem on top of him being the problem. Also, she was the only one that could pretty much talk him into doing anything she wanted. Even though he was king, she pretty much ran that show because she had a lot of influence, a lot of power. She was very promiscuous. So she she cheated on him. She did a lot of things. That's why you need to read about Jezebel and not just hear about it. Ahab would do anything for her. Kill. Steal. <laughs> anything. Because he was in love with her. And she knew it. And she used it to her advantage. She was very beautiful, Jezebel. A very beautiful, very attractive woman. And... Men worshipped her. Men flaunted over her. But if she didn't like something or something someone did, she could have them killed, set up, or she would put a root or a spell on them. Or she was into witchcraft, heavy witchcraft. And this was a time during uh, Israel where other gods were being worshipped against the one true God. So that kingdom, as you may know, didn't it didn't last, <laughs> you know, um, it did for the time that it was in rain. But of course, it ended bad for both of them. We have guys today. That think they can buy women because they got a nice job or they got some money or they may be doing something, they got no business illegally and getting money. And women of today who don't have any morals for themselves, who don't have any upbringing in the way they should. 
who don't know how to treat themselves and act as ladies, act accordingly. Or they feel that because they look good, them looks are going to go one day as you get older, family. Okay, as we get older, we don't always have the skin tight bodies. If a lot of you are only into what you look like, looks going to get you. But so far, eventually, the miles on your clock are going to run up. And that's both men or women. And there's some very attractive older women and older men out here who take care of themselves. Okay, but the point is, is your heart right? Are your morals in the place they need to be? Are you serving or are you worshiping the one true God as you're supposed to? And are you with one person? Or are you out here running amongst everybody? Got a body count that's ridiculous. You got more body counts than the damn funeral home. And what I mean by body count for those who are not hit to what that means, it means how many people you've had sex with. Some of you've had so much sex with certain people, different people, you can't even keep count because you run out of fingers and toes. And if you take this wrongfully or personal, so be it. It is what it is. It's a fact. Nonetheless, I'm not going to bite my tongue about anything. I don't say anything to hurt anyone's feelings on purpose. But I have to tell the honest, brutal truth because I'm tired of people getting itching ears and only wanting to hear what they want to hear. I'm not going to tell you no lie. And I'm not going to tell you anything that I think is going to make you feel good if it's if it's not the truth. I'm going to tell you what's going to help you free you. And give you freedom in yourself, in your spirit, and make you closer to the most high. That's my job. What do I always say on my show? On this show, we come real, we come raw, we come authentic, or what? Or we don't come at all. On this show, there's no censorship. There's no BS. And that's what I mean. So Ahab spirited people or the simps. Yes, dear, whatever you say, dear, how high, dear. And while the woman is making him feel less of a man, telling him what to do all the time, never giving him a chance to be the man, never giving him a chance to show her what he's what he's, you know, who he is, what he can do, what his worth is. She's always either putting him down, talking to him any kind of way, doing what she wants behind his back, doesn't have any respect for him. And if she has to do everything herself, what does she need him for? That's what the most of most type of people's mentality today is. You're not even good for the one thing I need. You're not even good at that. This is what people are hearing nowadays. As if that's all life is about. Let me tell you something. What happens when your money go out? What happens when your looks get old? Who going to want you then? You got a high body count. You didn't been all up and down the street. You didn't done this with this person, done this with that person. What's to respect about you? What's morally Comp uh, you know, what, what is the compensation morally with you? What am I getting as a return if you're that type of person? What, what's equal in value? And are you both equally yoked? Ahab spirit and Jezebel spirited people are running the planet. And the times have gotten worse. And if you don't know why I say that, again, tune into the Satanic Kingdom podcast 
and you'll know why I say that. Now, let's go on the list of these things that remember, this is about generational curses, family. Examples of parental behaviors that create generational curses are neglect. Let's start with the first one. Divorce. Divorce is at a very all time high, fam. It's running higher nowadays than it's ever ran before. Most people are raised in a household, single parents, or somebody else is raising them, the grandma, their aunts, or something. Now, if it's not because of somebody being, somebody was killed, it doesn't matter what the reason is, whether the person's locked up or it was a one night stand and the, and the person that knocked them up didn't take responsibility in being the father or the mother or whatever the case is. And because they don't know who knocked them up because they've been sleeping around. It doesn't matter. They're being single parents raised in households are raising children, but more than less, the parents. When we say divorce, that means people have to have been married. So you have a lot of people that are married, but they don't stay married. They don't stay together. Their marriage ends abruptly. And why is that? Generational curses. Their mom's mom or dad or whomever, their grandparents ended in divorce. This is why and that's why. You know why? Generational curses. Neglect. People feel neglected. They act out of neglect. They do things to get attention because of neglect. Know why? Generational curses. Now, I'm not saying things happen because somebody's been generationally cursed. We have emotions. But a lot of times you see patterns, especially statistically, in certain behaviors of certain people or ethnicities, and you wonder why is it always like this? It has a lot of factors into that. Right? One has a lot to do with... The environment, the upbringing, the mentalities, the area in which the people are brought up. Why do you think they used to call the projects the project? Because it's a project. They put people in what they call a maze, which is the projects, and they absorb them. They take things away or add things to to see how people react. They give them limited resources where they get resources out the wazoo for everybody else in other areas. But when it comes to certain types of people that are labeled, singled out, they live like animals. Because they put them in a, they put them in some pretty low standards with low um, income housing. They put them in a lot of bad environments with very little to work with. And they're out there killing each other and raping and volatilely just abusing one another. And it goes from one generation down to the next. Why? Because this is a byproduct of what we call generational curses. And that, that's not just that particular type of way of looking at it. You look at people who are feeling privileged. Oh, they have an inheritance. Or they're because their skin color is a certain tone. Or because they are just in a different place where they have more resources. And they've been told that people with less resources are not people that you can rely on. Or that they're not as educated. That means they're not highly intelligent or they don't have a mentality. Their mental acuity isn't sharp enough. That all they know is how to survive like an animal. And if you try to help them, They'll abuse your help or they'll kill you or they'll do something to you because they don't know how to be civilized. These are the different types of nonsense 
rhetorical BS and rhetoric that's been going around. And this is what's passed down from one generation to the next. And it's never stopped unless there's somebody who stops it. And another byproduct of that thinking and the way of acting and being is what? Generational curses. You ever wonder why some people seem to just make it? Because it's not that they're blessed. It's just because they know how to get things other people don't. They know how to call on certain people to get what they need. They have built equity through their family name as a brand. They've been labeled through their reputation as being accountable. They've built something from the ground floor up and sustained it and passed it on down to their children's children, teaching them the insides and how to do and run a business. Whereas we don't get other people from other nationalities and lesser resources to know these type of things. And they always seem to come down at the lowest because they feel like that's all they're good for and that's all they can do. That's not only been a mentally environmentally hazard that has been passed on and one race of people have overcome another race of people by dominating them and withholding resources, but it is also a generational curse too, if you will, because they think like that and pass that same recessive thinking down to a dominant race who doesn't even know they're dominant, who doesn't have an idea or any inkling of how to invest or how to do trades or how to work unless they're educated. And very few families have people in their family who actually go to college. You have that 1% that actually goes to college and make something of themselves. And then when they make it, they're looked down upon by others because they're, oh, you think you somebody now. You think you got a little something going for you because of them other types of people. Oh, you making money now. You must think you this and that. A lot of hate comes from that. Why? Generational curses. Abandonment is no different than neglect. Fatherlessness, we mentioned that briefly as I was going through the list about divorces. There's a lot of women that's raising men. And a lot of these boys are raised in a feminine environment around a lot of women. Their aunts, their grandmas, and their mommies are raising them. So a lot of them sometimes come out a little soft. Not always. But there's only so much a woman can do for a son. And if he's around women all the time, he's going to pick up on women type of behaviors. Where's the masculine alpha male? Where's the father who helped make this baby? Where is he at? Either in jail, dead, or he's with another woman out running in the streets making more babies. So you see, this is the problem statistically, but why is this happening? Because behind the scenes, spiritually, generational curses. Sins of these fathers is passed down into the son, and then the son grows up resenting the father and acting out like his father because women raised him. So he only sees women a certain type of way. Or he can't find a woman that's like his mom. So instead, he has no love for the woman because even though he's not looking at his mom that way, his mom is the representation of both the father and the mother. And when he looks for a woman, he looks for a woman that's like his mom. Generational curses, family. Then we have infer on the list, we have inf inferiority complexes. 
What does that mean? That means somebody who feels less superior to another person or ethnicity or race or a person in a certain position of, of, of demand or power or who has control. This person feels inferior to them. They don't feel like they're good enough. They feel weak. They feel like they'll never be able to match that same energy or to be successful as the person that they see or have to look up to. Or somebody who looks down on them makes them feel that way because of their inferiority complex versus someone who has a superiority complex. And let me tell you something. The truth of the matter in most cases is those who are walking around acting superior are the ones really who truly have the inferiority complex. But there are people who never feel like they can. They, they, they're too shy. They don't want to do anything. They, no, 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 I don't, don't, I don't want to do this. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Some of them, not all ways and not all the time. But a lot of them have inferiority complexes. Why is that? Maybe somebody in their family felt that way or made them feel that way because they felt that way. And it was passed down from that generation to the other generation. And guess what that is? That's a byproduct of what? Generational curses. So I think you all are getting the point and the drift of where I'm going with this. But we still have to talk about it nonetheless. And if this is offending any of you or if I'm hurting anybody by mentioning any of these categories, please forgive me. And please do not take this um, to heart because I'm only trying to point out what the disease of this sinful nature is and why it keeps existing in our society and how why it's always existed or for as long as we can can go back in time. And it's because we have generational curses upon us, family. And the good news is we can break it. We can overcome it. We've succumbed to it enough. We can overcome it. That's going to be the solution at the end of the podcast. So before we close out, we're going to have to talk a little bit more about these things. But I'm going to give you the easy way out. Okay. And a lot of you, you've seen what you've had to go through in life. You've seen what you've dealt with. You've seen what your parents went through. And some of you already have these preconceived notions of how men are. If you've seen what your mama went through with her, 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 her your dad or men in general. Some of you as, as daughters or, or, or sons seen what your, what your father had to go through with your mother or women in general. So you have this preconceived notion as well. And it's easier for the same sex to believe those things, seeing the opposite sex and how they treated the person that is the same sex as them, because they can identify with what they've seen and, and experienced through their parents. Yes, a parent, a child should stay in a child's place, but you can't help but feel your parents' pain. One, you share the same DNA. Two, you're seeing these things, at least from a point of view that you can only witness. You may not know the whole story behind the story. But you've seen enough to know it isn't what people in the streets may think, if they think anything at all. And you know that there's no faking jacks or there's no faking or pretending when you're in the same household under the same roof seeing things for yourself. Okay, again, these things lead up to abuse, which we're going to get onto in a minute. Because before we get there, we have to go to after inferi- inferi- inf- excuse me, inferiority complex. The next thing is depression. People are depressed. This is why they they get on substances. This is why they try to use sex as a scape route or be the scapegoat in. This is why they come. Sometimes they look to pick fights. The people are depressed, and they're trying to escape their pain. Some kind of way. Some people eat, throw it up. This is where eating disorders come from. Some people 
uh, go out and and they, to be to give to be given attention because they because but these are usually abandonment and neglect issues, not depression. Depression is just you seem just tired of being in the world. There is no reason whatsoever that's good in your eyes to be here. You feel so below. You feel through an inferiority complex. You're depressed. You don't feel good enough. You don't feel accepted. You think everything is just it's it's hogwash. Certain people only certain things only for certain types of people. It's depressing. You're suffering from a from an excessive boredom (laughs) and these things can happen because of generational curses. These are just some things that we experience in life, family. All, All of us experience all these things in some kind of way. But a lot of times while we seem to go through repeating it excessively, remember, whatever the sins of the mother and the father were that's not been resolved will pass down to the sons of the daughter. And you will go through it excessively more than your parents did. Because a lot of times these things are curses. And what is a curse? Curses come from evil spirits. That control our emotions and cause our behaviors to change our children. It becomes a bloodline thing because we are raised up under the bad choices and decisions of those before us. And in many ways, we are reaping what they sowed. That's why I said all that as a precursor to what I'm saying now. Well, oh no, I'm not finished yet. We're getting there. The next in line from depression is criminal behavior. Well, I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of seeing this. I'm tired of seeing that. Or We do criminal behavior. We join gangs. It's a family. We have somebody who's giving us some type of attention, even though it's bad attention and bad influence. All those things get overlooked or all those things are not paid attention to because you want to be accepted. And to be accepted, you got to do some things to prove yourself, to prove your loyalty, to prove if you're worthy. You've been feeling so neglected, so abandoned. You had no father. You've had this inferiority complex. Your parents are divorced. You've been going through depression. These things can lead to criminal behavior, stealing drugs, stealing anything, theft, right? Committing a crime of some sort, robbing something, which is theft, joining a gang, having to do somebody in to kill them just so you can be accepted. Now, that's not going to make you feel better, but people do these different types of things And they end up becoming statistics. And there's a lot of reasons why a lot of criminal behavior happens. I'm just pointing out one of the most obvious that no one knows or hears about because it's not taught to them, these things. And so it's ridiculing to hear somebody like me say it. It's only ridiculing if you hear me say it outside of Favorite Radio. Nothing that you've heard me say on my show is ridiculing because we say it on my show. That's why we talk about what no one else wants to hear or talk about because we point out the truth. I don't give a damn what mundane way of thinking that most people have just because you don't hear it or never heard it or not used to hearing it doesn't mean that it is outside of the boundaries in which we're supposed to discuss. The truth is the truth. And sometimes it's ugly. And it's bitter. And it's a job no one wants to take, but has to take in order to free the people from being enslaved further by the same system or generational curses that's been keeping them in what? In bondage. 
through the cords of sin, as Proverbs chapter 5 verse 22 tells us, through condemnation. Condemnation comes from neglect, abandonment, inferiority complexes, depression, abuse. This is why we are condemning ourselves. And these things happen because those who came before us went through these things as well, but they did nothing about them and they passed it online down through the generations to us. And we are now enacting all these same things out, but more excessively as a byproduct of generational curses. And when I tell you in the end how to break the curse, you're going to learn how to receive generational blessings. So what you do will also become the new outlook on your children. As these things through our predecessors and ancestors and ancestors were passed down to us as, as curses, we'll learn how to break the curses and pass down to our kids the blessings. As it was promised to Abraham from the, from the beginning. And we have to work first to keep this in perspective, realize the way to be blessed is to do what? Obey Yah, the most high. Break the word or go against the word of the most high. Disobey or do anything that's insubordinate to him. And guess what you bring upon yourself? Condemnation, which is what? Curses, which then allows what? Evil spirits to come into your life. Because you've removed the one true God out of your life and you've replaced and substituted him with these reprobate, evil, false gods who are in, or really false, uh, evil spirits, the diamond, which is demons, and they being a part of the curse because they're on the negative side of polarity. They come into your life and that's what controls your emotions and causes your behaviors to change as well as in your children. And this is why they have a generational contract of curses. They have a contract on you and they have every legal, spiritual, legal right to continue as collateral after you're done and out of the way to go on your family bloodline and continue that same generational curse on your kids. Because the contract, the debt has been passed on to them because it wasn't paid. And the way to pay the debt is to get rid of it. And the only way to do that, I'll tell you at the end of this conversation. And I think you know where I'm going with this because I've already mentioned it. Next on that list, I've said abuse. So we're just going just gonna to narrow all that down to violence, sexual, sexual uh, abuse, substance abuse, any type of abuse. People do that to escape the pain, the depression, the, the, the abandonment that they've experienced, the, the inferiority complex that they have. They turn to drugs as a substitute, but only the drugs make things worse. Not only does it corrupt them mentally, it corrupts them physically. And they become codependent physically on the drug, heavily addicted on the drug. Now they have mental and health problems as a result of being on drugs, trying to get that next high. Changing their behavior even further, allowing possession from the spirit world in the negative demonic realm to take hold of them. Because the word pharmakia, right, as you know, in Greek comes from the translated, transliterated English word pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical is a company that does what? Sells what? Over-the-counter drugs. Drugs are called in the Bible sorcery. Sorcery. 
sorcery in your Bible in Greek is called pharmakia. So this is where you have to understand drugs play an intricate part and they're connected directly to the spirit world, which is why people end up being possessed. Alcohol is considered a drug and that's why it's called spirits. Think about it. <laughs> so anything that can alter your, your mind, your thinking, your vibrations, your, your chemistry, the chemicals in your brain and your body changes how you vibrate, how you normally act. It changes the course of your DNA. It alters you. It manipulates you in some kind of way. Allow us evil spirits to take temporary hold of you. And sometimes the temporary hold can be enough to do what they need to do to either take you out of here or to make you worse before you come off the drug that you're all the high that you're on. Why do you think a lot of people when they get so drunk, they don't even remember what they did at some point. They black out. Their conscious is blinked. They don't even know how they got where they got when they wake up in the mornings or what they did. I did that. I was doing that. I said that. You know the old Snicker commercial, you're not you when you're hungry, and, and, and they'll show the person looking like somebody else and sounding different until they get something to eat because they were hungry. And then, because, you know, people get grumpy, right? They, they get, they get a, a moody and attitudes when they're either hungry or, or, or when they're upset or when they're too hot. Anything that throws off your equilibrium, right? Anything that throws off your normal chemistry. Your chemistry has a lot to do with how you act. Your chemical makeup, especially with a woman when she's having her monthly cycle. Fellas, you know this and I know the women know it because they go through it. But when they go through that cycle, they act differently. They're, they're emotional. They go through different mood swings. Men go through mood swings, too. But women go through stages of it when they go on their period. They're, they're once a month cycle. Their body, their menses when they're being cleansed. Because they're getting ready to be refertile, you know, to become more fertile so that uh, they can be, they can have babies. And yes, usually after a woman is on her period and she comes straight off it, usually there's a sense of being horny. She becomes very highly sexually aroused and heightened. Her, pherom her pheromones are through the roof. These things that we're talking about, family, they are all products of generational curses. Now, I'm not talking about what I last said about women going through this cycle. That's that's normal, right? The women's emotions, state, emotional state, that's normal. That has nothing to do with generational curses. However, I will say, I do believe y'all on your period because of a generational curse, though. And that's because when Eve did what she did, she was cursed. Now, if you don't believe me, let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to throw this one in as an extra nugget, as a gem, because I didn't plan on. I actually didn't plan a lot of these things, but I definitely didn't plan this one. This is where I say the spirit guides me. It leads me. It gives you all what you need when you need it. Genesis chapter three says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which Yahuwah Elohim had made. And he said unto the woman. Yeah, has Elohim said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, Elohim has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither ye shall touch it, lest ye die. Least meaning, ye shall die. 
And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for Elohim knows that in the day ye eat, uh, eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as Elohim, meaning gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw, well, in this case, Elohim is referring to the most high, but it is another word that means plural, too, for gods. But in this case, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. Now it looks good, too. He talked her into it, right? Got her looking at it, gazing upon it and saying, hmm, maybe it ain't bad. Anyway, as it looked pleasant to the eye and a tree to be desired to make one wise, because it's the tree of knowledge. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave unto her man, which in this case is her husband, Adam, with her. And he did eat also. He did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sit sued fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of Yahuwah Elohim of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and the woman hid themselves from the presence of Yahuwah Elohim amongst the trees of the garden. And Yahuwah Elohim called unto Adam and said unto him, where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree whereof I commanded you that you should not eat? And the man said, the woman he instantly he gave the blame, but he told the truth. <laughs> he said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. And Yahuwah Elohim said unto the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent. Now she's blaming the serpent because that's who influenced her in the first place. She says, the serpent beguiled. Beguiled means to seduce or to deceive. It also has some certain sexual connotations to it, but we're not going to go there this time. So the woman was deceived, she said, and did eat. And Yahuwah Elohim, meaning God, said unto the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon your belly shall you go and dust shall you eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And it shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now, automatically right there is where we became enemies of this creature, this foul creature known as the devil, Satan, the serpent. Right. God said he would curse him on his belly. Meaning I'm taken at this point. He was not on his belly. <laughs> he probably was uh, standing upright or whatever the case is. But we know he was cursed. This is where your first curse came into play, family. So you see the curse started with the whole disobe the disobedience of what Yah told them not to do. And they did it anyway. That's why the curses start. So it started with Adam and Eve. But this is not the reason why I'm reading this. This is part of the reason. My reason for reading this is talking about the women. When we took a pause, I see it could be a byproduct. Why y'all have periods as part of your monthly cycle for reproduction is because of what Eve did in the Garden of Eden. So I'm getting to this point right now. Verse 16 of chapter three in Genesis says this unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow. Now, the word for sorrow in the Bible, you see it used in different translations. You won't see it in English because you'll just see the word sorrow. But if you do your Hebrew and Greek translation, in this case, Hebrew, you'll see a different word that's used there. But I'm not going to go tell you what the word is because that's not really relevant. But I'm telling you that it's a Hebrew word. What I will tell you is this. It's the same word that you see used in Matthew chapter 24, verse eight, when it says the um, 
this is the beginning of sorrows. Usually in, in English, it would say this is the beginning of birth pains. Why is that important? Because somehow birth pains and sorrow is being synonymously compared to one another as being the same. Now, this is where it gets good, ladies. Pay attention. So he says unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. What does that mean? That means giving birth, right? Now, in sorrow, you shall bring forth children. So that means that even when it hurts, sometimes when a woman goes into labor to have kids, sometimes it hurts like they go through pain, fellas. But her sorrow ends when she sees her baby, doesn't it? She feels better. She just gave life. But that's not what we're talking about. We're looking at why women have to experience birth pain. It's because of Eve. So if y'all want to blame somebody, ladies, blame the mother of all living, Hawa or Chua, which are names for Eve. Right. Because it means the mother of all living. Blame her. She's the mother of all of us. So she started it. Yes, the devil started it. He tempted her. She took from the devil. She gave it to Adam. They both were punished. No one was left out. No one was without punishment. He just had to do it in the order that it happened. He punished the serpent first because he was the one that started it. He punished Eve secondly. And of course, Adam had to follow with her because that was his wife. And he was here first before she was. But anyway, that's not what I'm getting at. The reason why y'all are going through your, 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 your pains and these things is because of the disobedience. And this is why I'm trying to tell you today, family, both men and women, listen to me. The reason why you're dealing with pain is because you are not obeying the word. You're not listening to Yah. You've been given grace through Yahusha, his son, Jesus. You have the Holy Spirit, so you're not under the law. But if you keep doing the things that are sinful or you keep disobeying or you keep doing things your way, if you keep having attitudes, if you you're going to be on one of these things of this list. And you know why? Because you're going back to your mother and your father and Adam and Eve who started it all for everybody. Generational curses. That's the whole point of me having this conversation. Recognize what you're doing, how you're doing it and recognize how you're teaching your kids. They're very observant. Remember, I said in Proverbs chapter 22, verse six, fam. Train a child, what? Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So how your children see you, view you, observe everything you say and do in the presence of them, man and woman or woman and man or, or whatever, this is how they'll act. They'll pick up on what you're doing. And it's in your DNA because you have a sinful nature that you have not broken the curse. And we're going to get ready to get into that next in a minute. Um, I want to take another quick break, though, before we do, family. So real quick, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right. All right. Good people. We are here in full effect. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. 
So we are talking about generational curses. I left off giving you all a little small sample of what the man and the woman with the Ahab, the Jezebel spirit all. I'll give you a list of why certain things happen through the parental behaviors that create generational curses. We went through the list. We talked about divorce, neglect, abandonment, fatherlessness, inferiority complexes. We talked about depression, criminal behavior, abuses of all types, whether it's sexual violence or substance. And we talked about false God worship. Very, uh, It was a short version of false God worship. <clears throat> and I read that to you all at the beginning when I did Exodus chapter 20. Um, now, we left off talking about why women have been given this great task, this burden, if you will, when giving birth, which they call sorrows or the birth pains. And another reason why her menses sometimes can throw her mood off because her body is losing blood family. And she's also at the same time resetting. Her body is resetting. Um, for, for, I, I feel like I'm mostly talking to the men because obviously the women go through this. And so they know this better than we do. Um, but this is nonetheless a fact in what I'm saying. And if I'm wrong in any kind of way, please, someone correct me. <laughs> but I have taken a great deal of pride to learn these things because as a man, I feel that it's even more important for us to know it, fellas, so that we'll know our women. We'll know their makeup, we'll understand them biologically, and we'll understand why they are our helpmates, why they are who they are. They complement us. They are for us. This is why woman was created. I want to read something else in reference to that before we move on into the next part of this generational curse. And then after that, we're going to lead to the last part of this conversation with how to break the curse and what are the generational blessings that come with this and how can we bestow these things onto our descendants and our children and in their children's children. And this is what we're going to have to do. So real quickly, let me go ahead and get back to Genesis chapter three. I left off reading, I believe, was... Um, Verse 14 or going into verse 14. And we'll start off by reading verse 13 again to give us some reminder. It says in 13 and Yahuwah Elohim said unto the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. Verse 14 and Yahuwah Elohim said unto the serpent, because you have done this, you were cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon your belly shall you go and the dust shall you eat all the days of your life. Well, actually, I read past this. But we're going to read it again. Verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. It shall bruise your head and you shall bruise her heel. 16. Unto the woman, he said, I would greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception and sorrow. You shall bring forth children and your desire shall be to your man and he shall rule over you. I know a lot of you didn't like that. But that's because you are living in a moderate mindset, not no old mindset. I heard I heard people say this ignorantly. Oh, we don't live in them old ancient times where women had to this and that. Listen, those times you talking about go even way beyond that. We're talking about the beginning of time here in the book of Genesis. Again, family, because you all want to do things your way. Let me compare Second Timothy to what I just read to you in Genesis chapter three, verse 17. I mean, verse 16 unto the woman. I'm still in Genesis three in verse 16 unto the woman. He said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow. 
I, meaning the Lord, is talking to the woman and your conception and sorrow. You shall bring forth children and your desire shall be to your man. Listen, and your desire shall be to your man and he shall rule over you. Why does he get to rule? Because man was first. Genesis 2.18 says, And Yahuwah Elohim said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will help. I mean, I will make him a help meet for him. Woman came as a help meet. It wouldn't even be women if it were not for the Most High. Looking after the interests. And the man having companionship, since everything else had a companion, man didn't need to be alone. Again, man can't have children. Women can. Man doesn't have cycles. He does have a PMS cycle, if you will, in the way, but not in the way of a woman. Man has his own way of going through what they call... Um, My mind froze, family. <laughs> Menopause. Thank you. If you don't believe me, look this up. This is scientific, but not quite like the woman does. Why am I saying these things? I'm saying these things because women, a lot of women, and even some men, will say, wait a minute. I don't believe in being the boss of my woman. Listen. Because the Bible says you rule over your woman, that means you are the head of the household. That's what that means. Men have roles to play that are different from women. Women have roles to play that are different than men. That doesn't mean that you all are not equals. You're equally yoked, but you're not going to ever be equals in strength physically. You're never going to be always seeing eye to eye from a perspective of how you view the world because a woman is a feminine creature with masculine properties a man is a masculine creature with feminine properties included so you both can agree on a lot of things but you're not going to always go about it the same way this is a fact what is the problem you're going against nature when you look into nature, you see male uh, animals act out their nature. Female animals act out their nature. We are the only animal species on this planet that complicate God's laws, the things that he laid out for us, the things that he gave us, the dominion that he gave us. We are always the complicated species because we always have a complicated way of looking at things. Our hearts are not completely what they should be because the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter six, verse five. What? It says, Yahuwah saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This is why we have to always keep talking about you, you look at this crap on TV now. Look at the poison. Look at the conditioning. Some of you don't see it as conditioning because you grew up in it. You, you were conditioned to believe it. You see the behaviors of your generations that come before you. So all you know how to act is what you see, what you've been taught and what you observe. And if you don't teach people in the right way, as the Bible says to do, train a child as he's coming up in the right way. For as he, when he gets old, he won't depart from those ways. Well, see, why a lot of people act the way they do is because of environmental hazards. Somebody else raising your children, TV, media, uh, the system. There's all these different things that factor. 
kids moving in orphans from home to home in orphanages. So it, it everything factors. There is no man in the house no more these days, most likely. The women have taken on the roles of the men. These things are out of order. That's what makes them chaotic. Chaos is the opposite of order. It's what brings chaos into order. Okay? But when there's no order, things are chaotic. They're out of place. And these things continually perpetuate generational curses. Now, if you want to use some emotional and intellectual intelligence, mental intelligence, hear what I'm saying. Read the word for yourself. Start applying it. Prayer through prayer and supplication. Obey the word and you will not have to go through the, the curses. How do we break the curses? Well, I'm getting there. But I'm not saying this or making this up. I, I, I definitely believe it and uphold it because it's the word of the most high. Who am I to go against him? I've had my sayings and my my arguments with him on personal matters. I still love him. I still believe in him. I go through my own personal inferiority complexes, family. I go through my own personal depressions. I go through my own personal uh, insecurities. A lot of it's through is being the byproduct of my environment. A lot of it's through generational curses. And we have to break those curses. And we have to apply ourselves through conditioning and disciplining ourselves in the word. The only way to become a new being is to receive the spirit of the most high and to follow his word and to pray, to submit yourself completely. Even I have struggled with that. Knowing better and doing it is two different things, but knowing it is way better than not knowing anything at all through ignorance. You can't say you're ignorant if I'm giving you the gems and giving you the source of these things and what the implications are or what the ramifications, shall I say, are when you don't apply through supplication and application. So listen to me as I can tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, when you don't play your roles accordingly, as you just saw me read in Genesis three. Ladies, when you don't submit and act out, meaning humble yourselves. Men, when you don't do like you're supposed to, taking care of your women, standing up for your women and playing your role like you're supposed to and being the responsible man and the protector. She's going to act out in ways she's not supposed to. She's going to step out of her role and not do as she's supposed to or as she should do as the Bible tells her. And you're not gonna do it either. The devil has taken everything the Most High has done upright and he's turned it upside down. This is why y'all are walking around here now running talking about freedom and rights and speeches and abortion clinics and all this crap. This is all due to the most, I mean, this is all due to the devil. I'm not saying this just to give you a, a reason why things aren't right. There is the explanation behind why the devil does what he does. He wants to corrupt anything good that the father has ever done. By making it the opposite. By turning a man into a woman, a woman into a man, literally trying to anyway through these operations. Transgenders. Now a regular man and woman have to be called cisgender. I'm calling myself a man, 
damn all that cis stuff. This is to change the laws that God has put in place. And man is going along with it because he is a part of it through this manipulating satanic system called the harlot. Y'all better get with it and stop fighting against it because you're only condemning yourself. When you go against the most high, you're going against what's right. He gave you free will. So it's not like he's making you a slave. He's not telling you uh, through any fear. You, you got to believe what he says. He's just giving you warning that if you go, if you turn away from his ways, these are the things that you're choosing for yourself. Now, we have a right to question it because we're his children, but we don't have a right to sit here and change it as if it's not already perfectly made. There's nothing flawed about the most high. You've been taught to think he's flawed because if he knew everything, why he allowed this to happen? Why he even go this far? That's a question you're going to have to ask him. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why he's he's let it happen is so he wanted his creation to worship them on their own volition, because if he forced you. What kind of what kind of what kind of creator would he be? He's letting you do whatever you want. Why do you think he keeps telling you in his word? All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. That's in First Corinthians, chapter six. Um, verse 12. And it's in First Corinthians. Excuse me. It's in first Corinthians. Yeah. Chapter six, verse 12 and first Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 23. Make sure I'm right on that. Going by memory here. But this is what I'm trying to tell you, fam. I know 1023 is right, but I want to make sure 612 is right. And I, something in the spirit is telling me I am right. First Corinthians, chapter six, verse 12 says, yep. And some of your versions, depending on what type of Bible, you might word it differently, but that's the same thing. Ma says, and this particular version, because I'm, re I'm reading from the Seraf, the Seraf, uh, the Sefer, as opposed to the King James. I'm reading from the Sefer. It says, all things are powerful unto me, but all things are not profitable. All things are powerful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So, anyway, your Bible, some of the Bibles will say all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Some would talk about some things are expedient, but now everything's under the law. So, again, the point is he gave you free will and he didn't give you anything that you would be unaware of because he put it in his Bible. So for those of you that want to argue and fight and try to change his words and tell me, well, I don't think he meant that. Listen, you got itching ears. This is why he says in his Bible there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end is death. You keep doing. He made it very clear for you all what he said. And if you think he's wrong, then you need to pray to him and ask him, what does he mean? He gave you his Bible. Can't be any more explanatory than that. You can read it over and over and over again until it gets in your head. <laughs> OK, some of you just don't want to believe the Bible because it takes you away from the sinful nature that you've grown accustomed to. I know I've been there. I know that and some things that we do, we don't think are harmful and wrong to him. This is sin. Simply put, he's a he's a, a Kodesh. He's a holy God. He's not of any type of earthly nature. So the things that we do, he's much more higher than we are. He looks at these things overall. Of course, we'll say, well, what, how is this hurting anybody if I'm doing it to myself? 
because your body is his. Nothing you are is of your own volition. You may think that because he gave you free will. However, you were created. You were given a soul and a spirit to go in these bodies or with these bodies. And you were bought and paid for by the creator. So you're not your own. That's why he has to say, think about that. Some of you may not like it, but you're going to have to learn to deal with it. Trust me, I, I've had my moments of not liking it. I'm being honest. That's what a true brother and the most high is, is to tell the truth, not to sit there and, and utter false witness, which tells lies. I'm not going to do that. Some of the things I say may make you feel uncomfortable. They may seem awkward. But guess what? It's called life. It's called being human. And it's called, above all, being honest and transparent. And that's what I'm going to do. I don't want to be held accountable misleading any of you because I'm looking for hits or I'm doing favoritism or I'm scared of hurt somebody's feelings. I, I apologize before and after my show if I've hurt anybody's feelings all the time because my intentions are not to hurt you or to do harm to you. But what's going to help you may harm, may hurt you sometime, hurt your feelings, that is, because it's the truth. And people have a problem with the truth. They love the lies because it utters nonsense it utters to the ego it makes you have itching ears as second timothy i'm about to read some of this to you ladies and gentlemen and for the ladies arguing about the man not gonna rule over me and i this and i that and i've been doing this all my life listen you have some inner conflict some issues that you've you've went through and you have pain in you and i get it and that pain over time with certain therapy and reading your bible is going to help you heal and be a better woman Sometimes family, whether you're a man or a woman, we have to forgive those who have done us harm, whether they did it to us verbally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Pain is pain. Pain is a lesson. Pain is long suffering. It's a teacher. And yes, sometimes we learn from pain, but it makes us hard, it makes us hard in our hearts and it makes us cold. So sometimes we don't have the ability or we don't have the natural tendency to trust anyone or to open ourselves to people because we've been so hurt by people that we put our trust into or we've opened our hearts to. And that's not an easy thing to do. And once somebody's done that to you, it really kind of just changes how you are and how you view everybody. It makes it harder each time you go through those type of things to give in to them because you think this is a setup or it's BS. This ain't for everybody. And it hurts. But the reason why these things keep happening to you is because of what? Generational curses. If you're cursed and the curse has never been broken, it's only going to go in a cycle of repeating motion. It's to keep you in a what? It's to keep you in a cycle of repetition. That's its job. To keep you in constant torment, constant agony, constant grief. It's never to relinquish or relieve you in any kind of way that's positive or anything that's good for your well-being. The point of a curse is to take away anything good, which is a blessing. And you are to be in agony and doubt, depression. It leads you to all those things on that list and a whole lot more I didn't mention. Because that's what a curse does. It makes things hard for you continuously, nonstop. Until you break down, give in, or die. And once you're dead, whoever's left or next in the bloodline, the curse goes to them. 
but it even it increases each time. It becomes five and tenfold, as they say, a hundredfold. It gets worse. It get they become more excessively cursed by whatever that curse is. It's given instruction into their DNA, to their hormones. Hormones would give instruction to the RNA. RNA is your memories, and this is. <laughs> this is why we repeat the behaviors of our parents and our grandparents and those who came before them. And it comes in the form of instructions and information in the DNA. But it also is really, truly spiritual entities that have latched on and attached themselves to you and your DNA. And they're influencing your behavior and everything in your environment because they have access and they have a soul contract that's been passed on from the last person or persons in your generation prior before you and they pass it on to you and the only way to break those things not only is to change your mind but it's to change your spiritual connection you might you have to unplug from these people or these beings and plug into the christ plug into the most high and let him take over your life and you'll go from curses to blessings even though he's the one that created it Disobedience creates a problem. You can do it. It's permissible. But because it's a curse and you disobeyed. Well. All things are what? Permissible, but not all things are what? Beneficial. So you can do it. Because it's permissible. But because you disobeyed. It's not beneficial. And that's what a curse is. It's the opposite of blessings. So don't argue with me, fam. Don't hate the messenger. What I've been giving you, I've proved to you. This comes directly from the word. Real quick, 2 Timothy says this, for those who have a problem with obedience and who have a problem with the way things are in the Bible and you want to change things to what you think it should be. Again, the Bible, God is clear on what he said. You just have a hard time accepting what he said, just like you have a hard time getting rid of some certain sinful natures because it's it's been so engraved in you, embedded in you. You've been through so many different experiences that you've had to figure it out on your own. And when you do things on your own, when you have your own standards of how things should be, you have your own makeup, your own rules. It's hard to follow anybody else's, even if it's the most high, even if it's the creator himself telling you how to act. You still have a problem with it because you somehow think you can outthink him. Somehow you think you know what's best for you more than he does. Somehow we have a tendency to think that he, he may not be right on everything because this doesn't even feel right. Again, you're going by your feelings, not what is true. And the problem is truth is the very embodiment of the Christ. Christ is the very embodiment of what you call truth. Most high is literally everything. The universe, the air you breathe, the things you look at, the, the, everything you're experiencing is him. He is everything. You just don't hear what I'm saying. You're hearing it, but you're not listening. There's a difference. Second Timothy chapter three says this. Know this, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. You can't love nobody else. If you just stuck on yourself. Now, the one true thing about love is real true love is in order to love someone else, you must learn first to love yourself. But guess what? Love isn't love is not 
envious. It is not stubborn. It literally gives itself up as a sacrifice for those that it loves. Would you not give your life for your child if it meant saving them from a fire and you having to go in after them and get them out if you couldn't make it with them? Of course you would, because that's real love. But if it's somebody you just lusting, somebody you just like, but it ain't that serious, you're not going to waste your time or lose your job or anything else over somebody. You ain't going to do that. You don't love. I hear people all the time say, oh, I love you, baby. But if that happened, I'm out of there. No, you love that person. You're going to die with them because you're going to try to do your best to get their ass out of there, too. Because love is not selfish. You can tell me all day you love me. You might love certain things about me. You might love doing certain things with me. But if you're not in love with me or don't have a strong, true love, as First Corinthians 13 describes, can we really call it love? So this is what I'm saying, family. Your definition of love and the, and the Bible's definition of love, if it doesn't align with those scriptures, it's not real love. And you may really love a person, but you still have some things that factor in your life that need to be resolved first. Sometimes the Most High will take you and a person that you really love and care, and he'll separate y'all so you can work yourselves out. You can work not only your differences, but you have to heal from something you got going on. And because if you until you heal that thing or things that's going on with you, you you're not going to be good in no relationship with nobody. And I, that was something that I had to really that really hit me hard as of recently. He will literally bring those people back in your life sometime. And it wasn't that he that they, they don't belong to you. He's even showed you in a vision for some people who've had visions. This is your person. But then you ask yourself, well, why isn't that working? Generational curses. Persons are lying or sexually doing things behind your back. Or if you're you're not fully able to trust or if you're not doing something you're supposed to be doing, it's because either something you've been through before them or something they've been through or something they saw growing up or something you've been through or saw growing up. These are generational curses, fam. <laughs> I gave you a list of them and told you why. But then when you heal from these curses and remove the burden and remove the bond and the soul contract that the demonic world has, when you get them out of the way and put God in your life, and stay in your life and that person meets you halfway and they put God in their life, guess what? It's going to last. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beyond the physical because y'all got something that's real. You got real love. You got that first Corinthians 13 going on. That's that real love. When, when Mary J. Blige was talking about real love, she was talking about first Corinthians 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> real love. You know what I'm saying? I'm searching for real love. Name is Yahuwah Elohim, yeah. See, I made a, yeah, just make your own version up, man. Replace the secular with this. See how much difference it make you feel. Most high ain't got no problem with it. As long as you coming, hard, you coming from the heart genuine and you ain't making no mockery. And you ain't trying to mix the world with him. He ain't with that worldly stuff. Okay, but he don't mind you taking something worldly and transmuting it into something for him. I'm just being honest with you because this is in his word. All I'm saying is reason why we go through a lot of suffering and things don't go our way, no matter how hard we work to change them. Even if we go through therapies and take medications and meditate and all that, if you ain't putting the most highest word in your heart, you ain't meditating on the word. 
sure, certain things in your life will change. A lot of people all the time, you got a lot of coaches, a lot of uh, motivational inspiration. I know a lot of people lately that's just taken on this this uh, profession because it's their calling. And a lot of it is because they themselves have been through a lot of things and they call themselves life coaches. And usually it's mostly women, but men do it, too. There's no discrimination in saying that. I'm just looking at the statistics. And women who've been abandoned or have raised children on their own or have been cheated on or some type of abuse usually become some of the best life coaches because they have a broken heart and men do too. However, it's kind of also damaging detrimentally that they have to become that because once again, the woman loses her position in, in life as to where she fits. And then it becomes a battle of the sexes. Well, I don't need a man to do this for me. A man I trusted and this is what happened to me and this is why I'm so independent now. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being independent as a woman. There's nothing wrong with doing any of that. The problem is when you start looking at the male species as, a, as an option that men are nothing but dogs or men are nothing but good for this and they're not even good for that, blah, blah, blah. When you start downing the man, there's never going to be a good man that's equal enough in your eyes to be a good man because you're going to always have this in the back of your mind, insecure way or inferiority complex of being abused by a man. And every time you see a man or a man wants to get close to you, all you're going to see is what he, what you experienced in the last guy who was a bad dude. And the same is for women when it comes to men. Certain men. So the Bible teaches us when you read the word. See, let me tell you something that y'all are doing that you're not getting. The Bible to a lot of you is just a good book of moral compass. It's just something some men wrote. And only ignorant people say that who have not read the Bible in its entirety. Because let me tell you something. When you read this book, it ain't just a book. It ain't just somebody who wrote this book. These people were guided by the Most High Himself, His Spirit, these words, everything in it from predictions on, on beyond, are in this Bible from the beginning of creation to the end of time. Everything in this Bible has added up. It's happened in the exact order. And if you read it and learn it and then study it esoterically, you're going to learn even more because the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you because God will open you up. And I'm telling you something, family. I'm not a religious man. I'm just telling you that the power of this book ain't like no book you ever read. Damn the Buddhas and all this other books. Those are great reads. They sound really good. Even Buddha, if you read Buddha and study Buddha, Buddha 500 years predicted Christ coming before 500 years of his time. Meaning 500 years ahead of Buddha, he predicted Christ would come. Did you know that? So he knew Christ was coming and he said he would be the leader of the world. He would be the one everybody has to follow. Buddha himself said that. So here's the thing I'm trying to get you to understand. The spirit world is real. No doubt about it. But this is the creator himself. And a lot of you who've been taught in a religious mindset, whether it's Catholic, Protestant, Baptist, Methodist, whatever the case is, Presbyterian, it doesn't matter. Whatever your denomination was or is, you've been taught either from teachers who have Water down the word. Don't go into the word or you're not getting the Bible study. You should. Some of you have some great churches and some great pastors. Others, you're being misled or your pastor is just not who he or she was meant to be because they that won't really the calling that came from God. 
See, all these things factor into why you're not getting the word. But the one thing you ought to be doing beyond anything else is reading the Bible for yourself. And you don't have to get a King James. I say King James because if you're reading in the English, it is the closest to the translation as, as accurate as can be. However, get you a Sefer like I have. That's also very accurate. It's, uh, it's actually better. I got a Sefer called the Millennium Edition. It's a Sefer, C-E-P-C-E-P-H-E-R, -E 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 Sefer. Get you one of them. But don't make it harder than what it is, fam. Uh, get you a New Living Translation. Get you a New International Version, right? Um, you get you an ESV version. Those are really good versions outside of the King James. Um, I recommend those. They're easier to read and yet very easy to understand. Uh, but also always get your concordance. Get you a Hebrew concordance, a lexicon, and get you a Greek and a Latin. Learn the words, or at least learn enough to know that not everything you read in English is the same meaning in the Hebrew. And this is a Hebrew Bible. It came from a Hebrew people. It was intended for the Hebrews by the Most High. So you have to learn the culture of Hebrews. And I don't mean literally have to learn the language because that, that takes dedication. Understand this Bible was not for the world at first. It was just for them. And the world was grafted in. Okay. All I'm saying is it started with Israel and it will end with Israel. And all this stuff about I'm a woman and all this, y'all need to start learning to read your word and stop being choicy and picky as to what parts of the Bible you like to follow. Because then the Bible says things in this Bible that you're doing that you don't like. And those are the parts you want to ignore. Itching ears. Okay. I just read to you some of Second Timothy chapter three. These are the reasons why a lot of these generational curses continue because people are what men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. None of these things are good, fam. This, these are reasons why, why, why stuff's messed up. <laughs> OK. All right. Some of you have these type of personalities. Some of you literally feel like if you know, I get where you're coming from. If you had to work hard, you had to do a lot of things. I get it. Nothing wrong with accomplishing things. But who gave you that brain? Who gave you that? You know, you, you'll say, well, I, if, if I wasn't supposed to be this way, do I God make me this way? Listen, you got to humble yourself. That's probably missing in your life. Humble. Some of you think you really are people who humble themselves until somebody tell you something you don't like. And then <laughs> then, you know, well, you know, who are you to judge? It's not about judging. We all have to look at these things including G-rated R. But when I say this stuff, family, these are reasons why things happen in our lives that we were not aware of, totally oblivious to. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. That's the key right there. All right. Without natural affection. Some of you just doing shit, going through the motions. You're not, excuse me, father. Some of y'all are doing things and just going through the motions. Okay. You're not truly thankful. You're not really feeling what you're saying. You're not really preaching what you're saying. You're just saying it because it sounds good and you know it's what gets results. You're marketing. Some of you are traders, heady, high-minded. That's a new word for narcissistic or something, right? Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. We want what we want, but we don't want to do nothing for God first. We want to put him when we put him on the list, wherever that is. But yet this is this. We love the Lord having a form of holiness. You got a form. You look good. You playing the part, but it's really not in your heart. But denying the power thereof from such turn away. 
For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with, with sins, lead away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Some of you just can learn, learn, but you really still don't get what you're learning. Some of you think you know everything. No one can tell you anything. And yet you wonder why stuff still happens to you. <laughs> you're trying to do it every way but the right way, which is to go to the word, which tells you exactly how to go about it and how to stop going through it again. Nobody wants to do that. So you 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 reap what you sow. OK, Galatians 6, 7. But here's the part where I wanted people to really hear. I'm going to skip down. Verse 15. And that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Yahusha HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. All Scripture, verse 16, is given by Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness. There you want to know what to do. Here's the instruction. You want to know how to act? Here's the correction. You want to change? Here's the reproof. Right here in the scriptures. All scripture is given to you by the spirit of God. That's what it says. It's profitable for doctrine. This is what sound doctrine looks like. That man of Elohim, the man of God may be perfect through thoroughly furnished Unto all good works. But this is what a lot of us do instead. Instead, in, in chapter four of Second Timothy, chapter three, I mean, Second Timothy, chapter four, skip down, tells us to do this in verse two. Preach the word, be ready in season, be ready out of season, reproof, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. See, long suffering has to be in there. Right. And doctrine for the time will come when they, meaning the people, will not endure sound doctrine. They won't want to hear this word. This is sound doctrine. They want to get some other doctrine. But after their own lust, it says after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. So some of you will pick who you think is the right person. You'll pick what you you like to hear what tickles your fancy. If I'm saying something that you disagree with. Oh, I don't want to hear that. So you'll heap for yourselves your own teachers having diverse lusts. And it says they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall turn unto fables. So you don't want to hear the truth. Y'all don't want to hear the truth. You want to hear what you want to hear and what you think is right. And if you, you agree with that, then that must be the truth. No, that's your damn personality. That's your personal belief. This is the truth. The truth doesn't always come sweet. It comes to free you from bondage. Guess where the bondage is? Generational curses. Now, let's get to how we can break these things for our time is running short here. I'm going to talk real quickly on something else, and then I'm going to tell you simply how to break the curse. I won't have to be on that as long. All of these and many more sins can move through a family family. <laughs> All right. And they can curse its descendants. Some of us, a lot of us, if not most of us have are cursed without realizing Now we've been blessed. Even through our, our, our worst moments in life, we still get blessings. Bible tells us in Matthew 5, verse 45, that he 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 blesses the sinful people as well. He bless he, he puts rain on the just and as well as on the unjust. He does a lot of things for us. He loves us. He blesses us, even the sinners. But what I'm trying to say is, if you can't ever get over the hump in something, 
Or as soon as you're about to get a blessing, it's taken from you. It's not him doing that. It's you doing it to yourself through what you don't realize could possibly be a generational curse. They are cursed because those that raised them neglected to bless them and break all of the curses that could come through these behaviors. We are responsible for our own actions, family, but we may not be guilty of what happens to us. Many times, fam, we experience so much suffering in our upbringing that it's hard for us to move past certain behaviors and habits. And you have to understand when it comes to generational curses, it's harder to break free because these things were engraved in our development, man. But the power of the Holy Spirit can change us and set us free from any behavior. I'm not just saying this, man. I'm telling y'all the truth. We must pray for our parents, grandparents, and guardians that subjected, that subjected us to certain things that we should have never experienced. A lot of you sometimes are crying and don't know why you feel low or why you feel like you do or why you have mood swings. Generational curses. You're not in control of your emotions. Remember, the evil spirits do that. That's why we have to go from within. Start asking questions, asking the most high. What's going on with me? Help me. Is this of me or is this something else or somebody else? Am I picking up other people's emotions? Am I empath? What's going on? You got to ask to get an answer, fam. You got to call for somebody to pick up the phone. Make sure you call in the most high. Don't just empty your mind in a meditation. Meditate on the word of the most high. Ask him to fill your body with his spirit and his answers. Ask him and only him and him only to be your guide. Right. Forget all these other spirit guys that's walking around trying to call themselves helping you out. You don't really know who they are behind the veil. Just because they sound good, sound good for itching ears, doesn't mean they are who they claim to be. Test the spirits. First John chapter 4 says, test the spirits. If they come in the name of Jesus Christ and they admit that he is the son of God and they know he is God and they tell you to go to him and serve him only, they're of him. But if they tell you to do other things, to go other places, to read other books, to there's more to heaven. There's way many ways to heaven other than him. Those are the spirits of the Antichrist. They are the satanic kingdom. A lot of you would disagree with that because you feel like you, you, you have a little bit of an ability. You can talk to these beings. Listen, it's easy to weed them out when you know how to separate the wheat from the tares and the sheep from the goat. And when they know a true being who's follower of Christ, they don't want to have no part to that person. Trust me, they'll tell you something to get you away from a person like that because they'll realize that you have the power to weed them out, to flush them out. Now I'm going to get to the part where we learn how to break these curses, family. Pray for them, though. Pray for your parents and your grandparents and your guardians that subjected us to these things. And it's not their fault because they also were subjected by their parents and their grandparents who are your great, great grandparents and things of that nature. Generational curses, fam. Somebody's got to know when to break it, but they got to first know how before they know when. When is when you know and when you know you can break it now. So how do you break it? Well, it's first of all, we cannot fault any of them because most of them were subjected to an even worse upbringing and the decisions in their development. We all need 
the one word that can break us all. Jesus or Yahushua, right? Or Yahushua. We need we need Jesus. So to truly break a curse, we must first forgive the source of it and clear our hearts of any anger, hatred or malice. Then we can speak against the curse in Jesus name. That's how you break your family. His blood family washes us clean and makes us righteous. He died for the sins on the cross. He paid the debt for your soul to be restored and gave, given back so that the father can claim you in his presence through his son, who's the advocate for us. He's the intermediate. He's the bridge. Remember, John 14, 6 says no man, no man can come to the father but by me because he's the truth, the way and the life. He is the only way. Do not be deceived into thinking that there's more ways you raise your vibrations. You're going to know you can raise your vibrations. At best, you can go into a higher dimensional plane, but you're not going to get into them gates of heaven. You are a spiritual being. Yes, you are made in the image and likeness of the creator. That makes you a co-creator. Yes, but you are given his spirit. That's what allows you to have the power you do. When you die from here, you don't have that same power if you're not going to heaven. You're going to hell where he will remove his spirit from you and you'll be an empty shell of yourself and your soul will go to hell. The spirit will return unto him who gave it. That's what Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 6 says. So stop playing. There's a difference in soul and spirits. You have both. Everything has a spirit, not everything has a soul. Okay. For instance, angels and demons, they don't have souls. They're spiritual, they're spiritual beings, but they don't have souls. Your soul is why the devil wants to collect. That's how he gets you. That's your that's your ticket. Right. If you don't give your soul to the creator. Your soul will be condemned and damned in hell. Fear the one who can not only kill the body, but it can kill the soul and send you to hell. That's in Matthew 10, verse 28. Stop playing. All right. It's not worth your eternal life. This life is but a vapor, man. It comes and it goes quick. One minute you're, you're born, the next minute you're old. Sometimes we don't even make it to live to be old. You don't know how much time you got personally. Make every moment count. Make everyone in your life you love count. Forgive those who've done any type of wrong towards you. Let it go because if you don't forgive, the Father can't forgive you. And you're condemning yourself. He's not doing it. You're cursing yourself. I know the pain hurts. Do whatever you have to do to loosen the pain. But whatever you do, always give it to the creator first. Pray to him, asking his son's name, Jesus, who you confess with your mouth is the most high, who died on the cross for your sins and paid the toll. Let him come into your life. And if you still feel like you need to get help, that's fine. But pray to him first before you do it. Let him be your first and your last option. Never make God your last option. Never put anything or anyone above him first. Always make him first in your life to show him your loyalty and your allegiance is with him and him only. Then all other things will be added unto you. That's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of heaven from within. Seek first his righteousness. And then all things will be added unto you. The, the husband, the wife, the money, the house, all of that will be yours. And guess what? It'll be given to you and it's a blessing and not a curse. He will give you the right person. He will give you the right means. Doesn't mean you won't still be tried and tested by the devil because that's just how it works. But you won't allow this devil in your life to disrupt everything you ever had. 
You got to put your faith in him and you got to keep it in him. Even when you're going through some hard times, still put your faith in the creator because you're being tested. You're going through trials. Never lose sight of that and never lose. Take your eyes off of him. I did that quite a few times and I paid for it. I lost my home behind it. Um, things just kept happening to me. Friendships, relationships, everything just went south. People that I cared about looked like they didn't, you know, they would either die or, or people that I had my heart and said, you know, moved on. It's always been something and ongoing. And a lot of it was my fault, if not most of it. Then there were things that I did that I brought it on to myself. And then a lot of it was what I didn't even realize was a generational curse. So if you love someone, pray for them. I know you might be upset with them. Don't hold your anger towards them. They make mistakes just like you do. They're trying to live their life and be a better person. If they're truly trying to be a better person, then pray for them to be a better person, whether they are or not, or whether they're trying to be or not, shall I say. But always pray. We all need prayer. No, none of us are above it. None of us are below it. We all need it. Okay? Prayer is power. It's real power. It's, it's what determines a person's life. It's what alters a person's destiny. Our tongues in itself can cause and create blessings or curses. That's in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, as well as the book of James chapter 3, verse 5 through 10. Read it. The power of the tongue is a real thing. Speak blessings in your life. I know it sounds sheikish and, and, and like a, a, a law of attraction, but the law of attraction came from the Bible, fam. <laughs> all the stuff that we be talking about, all we doing is the same thing. We're just leaving the most high out of it. And guess who we give, whether we notice or not, guess who we give our loyalty and our allegiance to when we leave the creator out of all these things that we like to partake in? We're giving it to Satan. His whole job is to take the creator out of everything that the creator made and is and either make you believe in another God or no God. Either way, you're believing in his kingdom when you do that, because when you give your allegiance to anything outside of the kingdom of heaven, which is God's kingdom, you're giving your allegiance to the devil. And I'm just giving you some real. I'm just telling you some real stuff here, man. It's not folktales. It's not folklores. It's real. So make sure in your heart, you ask to be forgiven for your sins. He doesn't care about that, man. He just cares about you. He loves you. Cry if you got to cry. Grieve if you got to grieve. Yell and scream if you got to scream. Forget what anybody thinking. Because you don't got to answer to them. You got to answer to him, not them. They don't know your pain. They don't know what's on your mind. They don't know what's in your heart. They don't know what you're going through. All they're seeing is an expression. He knows your heart. He knows you. He knew you before you were even born. He knew you when you were in the womb, according to Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. You were predestined for him. That's in Colossians. That's in Philippians. Guess what? You were predestined for him. That's in Ephesians chapter one, as well as Romans chapter eight. Don't give up your blessing. You can be a king and a queen in heaven with a crown, wearing a new robe with a new body, powerful, glorified. It, it sounds far-fetched and imaginable, I know, because we're in these corruptible five-sense perceptual bodies with all of these flaws and, and corrupt behaviors and natures. 
were sinful beings by nature because of what Adam and Eve did. But don't hate on them. They didn't know. They were told they should have known, but they made a mistake. And Yahusha is the second Adam who came to make that mistake right, to pay that toll, to make that wrong right by giving his own life up because his blood was the covenant that he as God made with man from the beginning with Abraham. He came to restore it and to give us, the Gentiles, a, a way to be spiritually grafted and adopted into his kingdom as one of his own kids. So please take the deal. It's a good one. It's a better one. It's the best one you'll ever make in your life. You may not make a million dollars. You may be broke. You may be fat, short. You may be bald headed. You may have one eye. You may you may not have you may have erectile or uh, penile dysfunction. You may have some type of uh, vaginal um, um, something. Something could be wrong with you. You may have a cyst on your ovaries, anything. You may have lost children. You may can't keep a job. You may have had a good job and lost a good one. You may have had a, somebody you love and they ran, they, they ran you in the ground, beat you, cheated on you, lied to you, got you hooked on drugs, got you set up and went to jail. You got anger. You got all kinds of issues, depressions, insecurities. You may be going through it all, but guess what? Give it all to the most high. Put it on him. He says you with heavy burden, you with laden, heavy burden. Put your sins, put your worries on me. I will give you rest and peace. Craft for him, live for him, tell the truth for him. Don't lie for him. Don't lie on him. He's not a God of lies. He's a God of truth. He's the God of the living, not the dead. He loves you. Just because he looks one way that he does things with more people, does things in a way that you want him to do. It's not that he don't want to do them for you, but you got to come to him first. You got to make some moves. Faith is dead without deeds. It's nothing. You walk by faith, not by sight. Stop trying to use your earthly, mundane carnal mind to figure up things to, 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 to think all the things you've had to do all your life you you know you're no match for the most high he his thoughts are higher than yours his ways are higher than yours he created you this is in isaiah chapter 55 verse 9 study your bible you can break the curse right now we're going to end this with prayer and i'm going to end it with generational curses being broken Wherever you are, take the moment to not be interrupted. If you got kids or something, fine. Don't get to this part until you are able to. When things are calm and you're not on the phone, you're not texting, I want you to give your attention to what I'm about to say because this is for you, for your family, and for your family's future. And watch the power. Watch what I tell you. You can test me by the word of the Most High. We're going to end it like this. Abba, that means father in Hebrew. We thank you so much for all the strength, all the love for creating us. We know that we are sinful by nature. We know we don't deserve anything that you have promised us because we're just not worthy. And that's not to knock us. That's because we are on a lesser level of not realizing what level you're on. But you're willing to bring us up there on the level with you. You're willing to share your glory and your kingdom with us. You're willing to be there for us. You've always been there for us, even when we felt like you weren't there. A lot of us are struggling with our bills, money, sicknesses, our health. Our minds are confused. We're, we're over. We're, we're, we're exhausted. We're working hard. We feel empty inside. We got money, but we don't know. We don't have that feeling of, of completeness because we just don't have you in our hearts the way we should. 
We don't put you first in anything we do. We put TV first. We put our phones first. We 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 get on these these websites and these platforms, or we go shopping. We do worldly things, Father. And we don't thank you when we get up in the mornings. The first thing we do when we open our eyes, we just go on about our day instead of saying, "Oh my God, I woke up. Thank you, y'all." It's that simple, and you gotta come from the heart. I ask anybody that's going through any of the things that we talked about tonight and things that's worse. Break these generational curses that their ancestors and their their fathers and mothers had also experienced. Break the curse, family. Break the curse in your holy name. Give them peace. Show them what they have been missing. Make their minds clear. Open their hearts. Show your power in their life. Show your divine power to glorify yourself. Show them what I've been saying that in your book, your book is true. Give them the vision. Give them the signs. Answer their questions, Father. Don't abandon them in any way, which I know you won't. But a lot of them feel like you will. I've even felt like that at times myself. And forgive me for that. I also want you to bring together broken hearts and broken families, broken relationships. Bring them spiritually to you first before you bring them together. Show them what they can be together with you in their life. Help them to understand and strengthen their faith as Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says. We, we, our faith is strengthened when we hear the voice and the word of God. I ask that anybody that's sick, bills ain't paid, going through a tough time, loss a family member or a friend, loss a relationship, loss the love or the connection or the trust, loss whatever it is that they want to get back or haven't had the chance to have, anything that they're going through, depression, drug abuse, mental abuse, substance abuse, uh, uh, mental clarity is not there, uh, any type of deficiency or deformity or abnormality, any type of abuse or any type of spiritual demonic contract that's been over their life, weighing on their life, uh, is used as, as a wager of their life. I ask you to break it in the most high's name through your son, Yahushua HaMashiach, in the name of Jesus Christ. Break all those curses. Witchcraft of any kind, break it. So family. In your holy name, I pray for everybody listening and not listening, for those known and unknown, those in my life that I know and those that I don't know. In your most holy name, Yahusha Mashiach, in the name of Jesus Christ, fam. Amen. Now, that may seem real hard for some of you, but I did it for you because I have no shame in the Father. Because, family, we're going to all, one way or the other, going to have to stand with the Father or before the Father, and I'd rather stand with them than against them. Watch the miracles in your life work. Mean it in your heart. If you got to cry, cry and thank him for it. Put him in your life. Get rid of those curses. You don't have to deal with that no more. You owe the devil nothing. And you're even more cooler now than you were before the prayer, because now you get to see what being real cool is really about. All right, fam, you know what it is, man. I'll be talking to y'all soon on the next podcast. Keep in mind, we are getting ready to work on a series called The Rapture. We're going to go through everything that you have ever thought and everything that you never knew. We're going to explain this thing in thorough details to you all. Study your Bible. Please read the book of Revelations. Just sit down one day and just say, I'm going to read the whole Revelations. It's not that it's not that it's not that long, fam. And it's not hard. Dedicate yourself to the most half. You can give your life to everything else. Give your life to him.
I'm your boy, J-Rated R. I love you all very much. I thank you all very much. Thank you for your support. And keep supporting us, man. And if you want to support the Cash App, dollar sign, Favor Radio. On that note, I love everyone. Take care of yourselves. I'm out. Peace and namaste.